across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Uh, it's Thursday. Oh, John Lydon will be on the show later on tonight after midnight. We'll have a bit of John, uh, Johnny Rotten. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Bam, what a time for my computer to crash. Isn't that funny? That's the second day. No, don't play now. It's the second day in a row that that's, um, that's happened, you see. It's not, um, not been ready to go. Um, <clears throat> let, me just, let me just see. I guess I feel, let me just see if... Uh, going to work. No. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. I've got. I just, I just, there's not really a lot I can do at the moment, if I'm completely honest, because we're waiting for the two apprentice correspondents to call in. I can't start the show until they call in and. Um, correspond about the apprentice that was i thought that was the deal wasn't it one of them one of them simon who's the other one was it rory both overly keen to do this um simon even sent oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way phone in late night phone in radio show for all you new people on twitter you're more than welcome to, to call in about anything you want um, but um, Rory was all up for it last week, and Simon has been sending out press releases and all kinds of things. And um, well, they've not called in, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I was gonna. This is gonna be. This is gonna be the start of the show. Um. So I don't really know where we go from here. Um, they're obviously not calling in. So so we'll go to Jamie instead. Good evening, Jamie. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Jamie. I'm just moving away from the microphone, but I can still hear you. What you got for us, Jamie? Right. Uh, you know when albums get re-released? Yes, I do, sir. And, you know, there's, I don't know, they have extra tracks on them that have been remastered. Yes. What, what is that? Sorry? What is it? What do you mean, what is it? Like, I know what a remix is, and I've done recordings and stuff, but I don't know exactly what the remastered uh, version means. Well, the remastered, it doesn't... I, I, the remix means you go and get the original tapes with all the different tracks on and you you you, you remix them as you know so you've got yeah. the bass on, on track 1 and the drums on track 2 and the vocals on 3 and you remix them um very few things are remixed the remastering i don't think it really means a lot i think it just yeah. means that you know if there's a little bit of tape hiss from the olden days Maybe they clean that up, um, and they make it sound a little bit brighter, a bit spunkier. 
but um, I don't think it really means anything. Why? What album have you bought? Well, I can understand that from like sixties albums or seventies and stuff. Yeah. But when you see albums, I don't know the Oasis. Um, they've been doing um, their first three albums and remastered. They only came out like twenty years ago. Well, you say that, but twenty years is a long time in um, uh, rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah, but it was all all recorded digitally. Oh, in that case, it is is pointless then. I reckon. Have you seen the Oasis documentary? No, not yet. I'd it's like to see it. I'd, I'd like to see it. I don't really like Oasis, but I'd like to see it. I'd like to have seen it in the cinema. Well. All right. I would. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even mind. I think so little of Oasis that I'd quite <laughs> happily watch that film on my phone. I'd watch it on my telephone. Yeah. That's how little... Um, I like the idea of Oasis, and I like um, that song, She's Electric, but the rest of it... Nah. But I like them. I think they're fun. I think they're good. I think the world is better that we have Liam and Noel, um, you know, doing... I think that's great, you know. She's Electric's good. Actually, there's a couple of their songs I like. What do they care what I think, anyway? They're both multi-millionaires. They've, they've played to millions of people around the world. What do they care what the bloke from the 11 o'clock show thinks about them? Not a lot, probably. Probably not a lot. Um, yeah, I do... Because I, I quite like... I buy... When albums get re-released by artists I like, I will go and buy the box set versions of them, if it's by the Monkees or the Beach Boys, you know, and all that. But qu- quite often... Like um, rumours with the Fleetwood Mac album, right? Yeah, you can buy it when it, on the twentieth anniversary or the thirtieth anniversary, or so probably the thirty-fifth anniversary. It came out as a two-disc set, right? And I bought it, but disc two was rubbish. Really, you know, di- disc one was the album, brilliant, and a couple of B sides. Oh yeah, that's all right. And then disc two was like a couple of live tracks and some demos and 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 it never gets played more than once it's just a habit there i guess isn't it it is they know the thing is they're clever these record companies and these film companies they know that hardcore fans um i'm just seeing if i've got i haven't got it on my computer otherwise we'd see what was on disc two hardcore fans i nearly bought a four cd box set version of Tusk. Now, Tusk is a tough old record to listen to, but a four CD version of Tusk? Wowzers. Oh, well, look, I'm looking forward to hearing Johnny Rotten later, mate. (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. I I appreciate it. We recorded it a little while ago, um, and it's it's a good old chat with John Lydon. Did a caller just drop off there? I thought we had three others waiting. There were three. Um, it's it's a good old chat with uh, John Lydon. I feel like I can't um, can't really start the show w- until we get the correspondence. This is very poor, very poor week one of having official apprentice correspondence. Um, so weak 
that I don't want to name and shame them, but it's it's uh, Rory and Simon. So weak that I'm tempted to reopen the candidacy application requests for a new apprentice correspondent. I think that's what we might do. I think that's what we might do. 0844-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. Yes, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Hi. I, I'm ringing in to say that I want a Nintendo Switch. We what? I want a Nintendo Switch. What's it, What's a Nintendo Switch? It's Nintendo's new game system. Well, but hang on. What are you doing to the phone? Nothing. Okay. Sounds like something... No. Sounds like something. What are you trying to imply? I'm trying to imply that it sounds like something. It's probably the voices in your head again. Could be. Um, yeah, they're, they're telling you that you want a Nintendo Switch as well, even though you don't know what it is yet. Is the Nintendo Switch just like the old the, 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 the um, Super Nintendo they've just brought out again? No. It's oh. better. Oh, but... but d- it's, tell, it's three consoles more. in one. Sweet Lord, tell me about it. Yeah, it's a games console that turns into a uh, handheld system that turns into a gaming tablet. Sweet Lord, I liked the first one. I liked the second one. The tablet thing sounded... St- oh, here we go. Nintendo's next console, Nintendo Switch... Um, Nintendo has given first glimpse its next home console handheld. The hybrid console, once called the Nintendo NX, is now known as the Switch. Um, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll have one. I got, yeah. someone sent me, who sent me? Um, someone sent me uh, an email. Um, and it was, I'm going to be typing, let's see if I can find it, games. Someone sent me, oh, here we go. Paul sent me this thing called um, a retro box. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have. Now, the retro... Oh, you know all about it, do you? Yes. The retro box is 120 quid. Throw back to the vintage era of gaming with this retro gaming console, preloaded with all of the classic games from Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Game Boy, and more. Um, and you get controllers with it. Are they any good? Uh, some of the games are okay, but it, it's lacking the real big hitters. That's the thing, you see. That's the thing, Jonathan. Well, I, I feel that this show is lacking um, real big hitters tonight. Do you know what I mean? It feels a bit... We're only 12 minutes in, Jonathan. We're only 12 minutes in. Well, you've got one big hitter. Where's that? Me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest hitter on your show so far tonight. You're, you're, you're the biggest something that rhymes with hitter. 0844-499-1000. Sometimes the shows take a little bit of, you know, time to get into. Um, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 844 499 is the telephone number. Um, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Kind of a laid-back Thursday. John Lydon coming up uh, a little bit later on. 
Um, we'll just sort of see what happens between now and then. Everyone's really tired today. Are you tired? I'm tired. Everyone here is, look, is walking around looking tired. Has something happened? I know it's been quite grey and rainy. Um, and I've been swimming. I took the boys swimming this morning. That was uh, exhausting for an hour and a half. And then we went to this place and they're running around in the woods for an hour. And then we went inside and they're running around inside for an hour. Um, uh, but I so saw I'm knackered. Um, but everyone just feels very tired tonight. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Now we would be hoping to speak to Rory and Simon, our um, cor- uh, correspondents for the Apprentice. But but Lee, they've they've not rocked up yet. No, I thought I'd come and save the show for you. Ian. There well, you well. That's, uh... I've done about. Um, oh, I've no need for that. Well, I mean, I, I was unsure as to right. whether we should do an apprentice segment. Anyway, it felt a little bit too formulaic for me. A little bit safe. That's fair enough. But uh, but then I thought, well, no, it's the zeitgeist, and zeitgeist really is the word of the zeitgeist. And I thought, no, it's the zeitgeist, and, and, and the bosses here want us to, to, to kind of talk about showbizy stuff. And as you know, Lee, we're here to serve. As, as a lunatic once told me in a hate-filled email, Ian, you're here to serve. And and I am. Um, so I thought, no, we'll, we'll do it. And last week, we everyone was excited, and we had Rory and we had, calling from Ireland, and we had Simon calling from his mum's spare room, and... <laughs> Everyone was excited. Oh, I'll be a correspondent. Oh, it'll be an absolute pleasure. And then we come to the first. We come to the first show post uh, uh, Apprentice, and they've not. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Simon. Now the show can get started. What time do you call this? I had to uh, spend ten minutes analysing the show for you. Um, Hope you realise how dedicated I am. Well, no. You're late. No, I need to sit down. I'm a business expert. I need to sit down and analyse it for you. Otherwise, my expert opinion would be worthless. Here we go. Um, Mr Zombie Boy Hawk on Twitter said, I didn't watch The Apprentice, but Alan fired someone who totally pissed around on the task. Is that good enough? Yeah. That's normal. That's not good enough. Anyway, where's the music? No, 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 no. What was the my music? What was what was with the press release? Yeah, do you know what? Loads of people are tuning in to listen to me, though. It's the most marketing you've ever had. Well, th- technically that's true. Yes, I can't I can't um, fault you on that. But th- but the press release said you had been chosen. You said that last week. No, I didn't. Oh, controversial. I feel like I should leave you too. No, Lee, you together. stay there. No, I need a witness. Don't say, Lee. Yeah, well, you're my witness. Lee, Lee. you're my witness. Oh, you're God. my witness. Lee, anyway, you're... are you going to play my music? Lee, you're my witness. Where's right. my music? So you <laughs> sent out a press release. Yep. Genuinely, he genuinely, guys, <laughs> sent out a press release saying you had been chosen to be my official apprentice correspondent. What were the wording you used last week, then? I said you and Rory can come back and we'll see which one of you sticks. Rory's not here. I win. Well, <laughs> well... Default. Well, Default win. In, in, in many ways, yes. Thank you. 
But in, in Lee, you heard that right. In the most significant, oh, in the most significant way, no. Well, I agree to disagree. So, okay, and so will my fans. So we can you normally lose do it? it, do we? Say that again, Lee. I don't think we normally agree to disagree. Do no, we, we don't agree to ag- agreeing to disagreeing is a coward's way out. It exactly. means that someone has got no more weight to throw around. Where's the Where's the press release? I want to find um, the press the press release. It's on my official website. Well, let, how do I get to your website? I can't remember the web name. Why is it an official website as opposed to an unofficial website? I'm sure there is an unofficial one with photos of me and stuff. Uh, um, oh, one of those sites. Yes. Do you want to, Lee? Um, I'm actually selling T-shirts with my face on. If you wanted to buy one, uh, they can't make one big enough for me. I want to. I, I want to find the press release. You can uh, check out my Twitter. It's What's at ewom. It's what E-W-O-M. at ewom. Okay, let's find that. Right, let's find. Right. Well, you don't. You don't even have a link to your website on your Twitter feed. No, well, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Word of mouth, you muppet. Word of mouth. Cele- celebrity, like celebrity sports agent, music promoter, marketing boss. You yeah. don't even have a link to your website. You sound like you should be on The Apprentice, to be fair. He it's wouldn't make it past week one. I never made it past the top 100. Well, exactly. Here we go, here we go. I've got the press release. I've got the press release. Right. So this is the press release you sent out... Around the world. Around the world, illegally using (laughs) the talk radio logo. Okay. Simon Hood named Apprentice Correspondent for Talk Radio. That's me. During last night's popular talk radio show, Late Nights with Ian Lee... Lying already. Steady. Presenter Ian named Simon Hood as the show's official correspondent for BBC One's hit TV show, The Apprentice. No, I didn't. (laughs) You you submitted that. No, I didn't. Simon Hood, currently residing in Liverpool, previously made it through to the later stages of the audition process back in 214. Being number 100 counts as the (laughs) later stages of the audition process. Considering those that are actually on the show, that's pretty poor standard, to be fair. He he was recruited to provide talk radio listeners, listeners spelt wrong, with his expert business views. Yep, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. As an entrepreneur himself... Thank you. Simon has continued to achieve multiple business success himself, well, you got the Thank word you. himself twice in the same sentence. Because I love myself. Including launching a cookbook. Yep. A poker app. Yep. Business awards. Yeah. You launched business awards. I launched one, yeah. Down in Dover. In a rocket, in like one of those paper rockets that you buy in a model shop, no? I, I actually was the first person to send football into space, but I'll save that story for another day. That's one hell of a kick. You could save that story for another radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a sausage empire, though? Not yet. Oh, see, Oliver's got a sausage empire. Yeah, well, Oliver, 
You know, the best way you could earn 250k is to buy a scratch card. What, are you, t- like. what are you talking about now? The apprentice, the apprentice <laughs> That's what we're called on right. to talk about, right? Okay. That's why you've requested my services. Okay, right, Simon. Yep. Away you go. Okay, so this show, this episode, was actually the funniest one yet um, and really cemented the fact that The Apprentice is no longer a business show and a comedy show. So the candidates are actually sent down to Brighton. Oh! Have they given you a fader now, Ian? Yes, they've got, give me a fader for the phone calls, yeah. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> what an absolute muppet. <laughs> Simon, you're fired! Oh, dear. I can see why you never got on the show. Exactly. Lee? No offence, You're fired, too. Um, unbelievable. I mean, what is it with some people? Oh, thank you to... And we can, the BBC, we can say people's names now, to Penguin and um, what, uh, the other... It was Penguin and it was another organisation. Look, look, look what I got sent. Look. And if I can do... I got sent the Phil Collins autobiography. I got sent that. Now, I wouldn't normally pay for that, um, but as a freebie, and also, if I read it nicely and don't bend over the pages to mark them off, I give that to my mum for a Christmas present. See? That is canny. Christmas sorted. That's good. Thank you, Penguin. And uh, Random House it was. Um, they heard me talking about it on the show. Now, here's the question, right? Here's the question. How the hell do we get Phil Collins on this show? I want Phil Collins on this show. People on there saying, oh, it's going to be really dull. Are you nuts? Are you absolutely nuts? I'm not a massive fan of his music, but Sue Sue Studio, Invisible Touch, um, and I Can't Dance, classics. Absolute classics. I bet he's lived a life. I bet Phil Collins. Didn't look like Paul Gambaccini in that picture. I bet he's lived a life. I bet he's lived a... I bet he's lived a... I tell you what, let's, let's um, pick a page at random. Let's see where we get to here. There we go. Um, here we go. Rock and roll. Page um, 196, straight in. Before I leave for home, I commit two more cardinal sins. Yes, cardinal sins. Rock and roll, baby. The first is to approach the Queen and introduce myself. One has to wait for the Queen to approach one. I also address her as Your Highness instead of Your Majesty. Um, here we go, here we go, here we go. It talks about Princess Di. Listen to this. Just to be clear, I wasn't the fourth person in their marriage, Princess Di and Prince Charles, but, we're familiar, but were familiar enough for Diana to reveal some intimacies. Around this time, I'm at the dentist in Harley Street, emerging with my long-time assistant, Danny Gillen, after some major tooth work. A BMW pulls up, and the window slides down. Here we go. It's Diana. And sitting in the driver's seat, an officer-class chap I recognise as James Hewitt. (whistles) Hang on a second. I can, um... I can make this inappropriate. Hang on. Um, um. What are you doing here, Phil? She says, smiling. Then, light as you like, 
I've just had a colonoscopy. It was great. You should try it. Danny and I looked at each other. Did that really just happen? Yes. First page I've opened it. Lady Die tells Phil Collins she's had a colonoscopy. Do you know what? In my head, I was thinking of all kinds of filthy things I could say there. And I censored myself. That is maturity. That is growing up. You see? That's what that is. Um, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Four four nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Katia! Hey, what happened there with the voice? You just went... Sorry? Okay, no, you're back, you're back. What, sorry, what do you mean? Um, it was quite distorted. Hang on a second, what if I do, if I do this, does it go distorted and then come back? Yeah, that's distorted. Yeah. That's better. That, means, that means you're ready to speak to me, and when it's distorted, you're not ready to speak to me, and now you're ready to speak to me. What did you say? Mm? Mm? What have you got for us, Katia? Hey, Are you all set for performance ring on Sunday, October <laughs> yeah, the 30th? Uh, I'm in... Uh, <laughs> I'm editing the documentary. Yes. Uh, iMovie is freezing, it's doing all sorts oh, of... Oh, iMovie is, is um, a hard yeah. work. I've got to say, right, I have um i think i've booked too many acts what i think i've booked too many acts all right so if anybody wants to postpone their performance no no, i will fit you all in don't worry no one's going to get dropped no one's going to be asked to speed up or any of that stuff i've got 13 acts yeah which may be a little bit too many so i don't if anybody wants to to to, you know get in touch and say actually do you know what i wouldn't mind waiting until the one on december the 11th they'd be welcome to but i'm not you know it's all it's all groovy 13 13 will be good 13 will be good we can make 13 work (gasps) i'm lucky for some Last dinner, last supper. Last dinner, last dinner time for baby Jesus. Ooh. Baby Jeebus. Oh. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's uh, going a bit haywire. And I heard you, I just tuned in, and I heard that you're looking for Phil Collins. Yes, do you have his phone number? Ah, ah. Uh, pretty soon, well, pretty soon, I guess in uh, a month or so, I'm going to interview Steve Hackett. I can ask him for Phil Collins' number. Now, Steve Hackett, I, I, he's the guitarist from Genesis. Yes, he, right. he, he was. And you could ask him for Phil Collins' phone number for well, us. I don't know if I... Well, I can... I can... That would be awesome if you could. <laughs> yes, well, I'd it's appreciate not, yeah. that. I'd appreciate yeah, yeah. that. If you could ask Steve Hackett... <laughs> I'm not going to ask him for the phone number. All right, the email. <laughs> Phil Collins' email. Uh, we could probably work it out. Well, Phil, it'll be something like... Yeah. Phil Collins at... He's quite old school. At okay. Hotmail.com? Yeah. At Yahoo.com? Yeah. It yeah. won't be Gmail. Why? And it won't be Phil at PhilCollins.com. Because oh. I don't think he's even on Twitter, so I don't think he's got a, a website 
that he runs, so he won't have that. Would he have a Mac? Would it be Phil Phil Collins at me dot com? Yeah, go on the me dot com. I think this is this is my Saturday. Is me emailing yeah. all the variations <laughs> um, <laughs> of Phil Collins emails that I can think of. Yeah, he might be on MySpace. Oh yeah, that's point. possible. Hang on a second. Can I just have you got have you got a minute, Katia? Yeah. Hang on a second. Uh, now we f- uh, one L in Phil, isn't it? Hang on. Just bear with me. Yes. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Hang on a minute. Let me try on Yahoo. I'm trying to create a Phil Collins email address. Um, oh, see if it's taken. Sorry? See if it's taken. Well, yeah, well... It, partly that, but also, what a great prize to give away. Wouldn't it be a great prize to give away Phil Collins's email address? <laughs> so, I'm just gonna... If, if only... There we go. Let me go to Yahoo. Look at, doesn't Yahoo look old? Looks old, man. Yahoo used to be the thing. Do you remember how the advert for Yahoo used to go? I've never watched that. Yahoo! Really? <laughs> how cheesy. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, Phil Collins at yahoo.com. Right. A, a Yahoo account already exists with this email address. That's him. Catherine, send Phil Collins an email. <laughs> Phil Collins at yahoo.com. <laughs> Don't spam him, everybody. Don't spam him, please. That's in, it, it, that is inappropriate. We won't be doing that. Phil Collins at yahoo.com. We found him. Lovely. We found him. Well done. Well um, done. So you're, you're, you're no. October the 30th, you're going to be showing a documentary? Yes. Okay. Um, do you want to give us... No. Okay. No. And actually, I'm looking for a small boy. Aged Sorry? Be- <laughs> uh, aged between 8 and 10, uh, that maybe would like to read a few lines that I could include in the documentary. So if you're a small boy listening to this, I would like to be, uh, I don't know, how is it, that's for posterity in my documentary. Please uh, don't write to philcollins at yahoo.com. Oh. Write to Katya. Yes. Mm. Why would, a, why, what do you want a child to say? Uh, what, uh, Okay. Well, okay, let's, don't, if it gives it away, don't tell yes. us. All right, well, listen, if anyone's got... It's got to be a boy, has it? Uh, yes, a Because boy. you know that all young boys in cartoons are played by grown women. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So you don't want a grown woman being a boy? No. Okay. No. Um, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you have a young boy, seven or eight years old... Um, that would not mind being involved in a, a, a documentary being made by a madwoman. Hey, um, the MPs um, voted to kick you all out today. Did you see that? Right. Okay. Well, that's the, the other thing. I'm not really sure about the news anymore. No. Did so. you see? And I'm not even. I'm not even joking. Let well, me find. I'm um, someone posted a screen grab. Here we go. Here's a screen grab. Right. So. EU nationals in the UK. This is from um, BBC Parliament today. MPs have voted against the SNP motion on the rights of EU nationals to remain in the UK. You're kidding me. Sorry? Are you kidding 
kidding me? No, I swear to you, I'm going to retweet it. I'm retweeting it now. Okay. And I don't know, Limmy retweeted it, and it's a retweet of someone called Anthony Hamilton. Um, and I don't know the full story, okay? Right. But he says here, it's a headline on the BBC Parliament channel, MPs okay. have voted against the SNP motion on the rights of EU nationals to remain in the UK. Now, I don't know what that means, but mm. it doesn't sound very nice. It doesn't. And can I can I do a Lily Allen? <laughs> yeah, okay. On behalf try. of my country, yeah, I apologise to you and Roger and everyone that's being treated like absolute scum for 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 no reason whatsoever. I'm embarrassed, Katia. I'm embarrassed by the way my country is making people like you, people like you, people like you feel. I think it's outrageous and it's shocking and it's shameful and they're using you as bargaining chips in a game of poker that we can only go bust on. So I'm really sorry. What are we supposed to do? That is, that's the thing, you know. Um I I don't even know what to say because uh I, it, it, I can't believe that I'm living in a country where it's acceptable, because that's one thing that I hadn't heard. Uh, this this sentence has been playing in my mind for uh, the past week or so. It has really shocked me uh, when Theresa May said that uh, there is nothing... What is, what is, how did you put it? Citizen of the world. Oh, there's is, no such thing as a citizen of the world. Yeah, it's... It, yeah. But if you're a citizen of... No, no, no. If you're a citizen of the world, you are a citizen a citizen of nowhere. I'll tell you what she is. Oh, and, and this, is this is not particularly highbrow political satire, but she's a silly cow. <laughs> she is. What a stupid thing to say. I, I, it's, I think the whole thing is... Um, I think it's shameful. Gen- and genuinely, this is not me even doing the piece now, Katia. Genuinely, I'm really sorry on behalf of my country. Don't have to be because no, I've I voted leave. I'm joking. And even if you know the the other lovely people who voted to remain and who don't want us out, you know I understand all that. That's not the problem. The problem is I don't I don't understand how we even came to the point where a a leader of a country can say something like that. This is just unbelievable. Ria, I'm all fired up. Sorry. No, no, no. I get it. You're allowed to be fired up. I get it. It's um. It's, it's, it must be, I can't begin. Well, what is it like for you, not knowing whether you'll be allowed to stay here or not? No, uh, what, what it's been like for me the past uh, two weeks since the, the party, you know, the party, <laughs> since the conference, not the party, yeah. yeah what a party that was, huh? <laughs> what a party yeah. that was, guys. <laughs> so many things have come back to me, uh, you know, I cast my mind back to 20, almost 20 years ago when I arrived in London and it was like my dream came true. I was in London. That's what I wanted to do, you know. Oh, my God. Uh, And now I'm here and it's, do I want to stay? Uh, I don't think that I want to. Do I want to go back to Belgium? I don't think that I want that either because because of uh, what's happening over there. Um, I, I don't want to be in, in any country where it's us versus them, you see? Mm. So but, where do but, I go? But they all... Everywhere seems to be us versus them at the That's moment. It. You, yes, can't, you can't everywhere. go to America. No. 
And America, now the whole Donald Trump thing is, is, is happening. It's coming to an end, right? But it's, he's let the genie out of the bottle. He has um, brought into American politics, he's made it even nastier than it was before. And it is more racist and it is more misogynistic. And it is, you know, a presidential candidate using some of the language that man has come out with. Um, and whatever you think of either of the two candidates, it, 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 America is now quite a toxic place. And it's mm. OK for people running for the number one job to be toxic and to mm. be corrupt and to be horrible, lecherous, you know, people that, that think it's so great, OK to grab women by the vagina. Yeah, I know. I so know. there's nowhere to go, man. The world, no. is, the world is doomed. Completely bonkers. And uh, uh, um, I think... Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, James O'Brien uh, had played uh, one of who? those <laughs> one, one of Donald Trump's um, uh, monologue or something like oh, yeah. that. And I thought, is that what it was when my grandparents, because they came from um, Germany and from Serbia, and they, they, they fled their countries anyways. It's quite a, a long story. But then I was thinking, is that what, what my grandparents uh, heard on the radio that kind of message, you see. Uh, well, I thought, okay, we are at a turning point in history, history when it's fine to say this. Is it what I'm witnessing? Just what my grandparents did as well, you see? Yeah. And, and I wrote to, I, I tweeted to James and I said, well, for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm complete, I'm absolutely scared. This is, he retweeted it and <laughs> I was like, oh my God, James has retweeted me. Wow. All right, Katya, right, I've, re- I've retweeted you, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. But anyway, and that's when his box of trolls, as uh, he called you, you it. You got abuse. Yes. I was called a snowflake. <laughs> Snow- I quite. I've been called a snowflake. I, I think a snowflake. It sounds like a wonderful thing to be. I know. <laughs> Beautiful. I know. But uh, then, yeah. So I apologise. I just, um, uh, yeah, I fired up a little bit. But yeah. Oh well, God. Let us, um, you know. Let we'll us know. Let us yeah. know how it goes, and uh, you know, we'll see you on October the thirtieth. Absolutely. And f- right. find me a boy. Find me a boy for the documentary. Can you say that again? the documentary. Thank you very much, Katia. I've got all the evidence I need. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Alan, come to you after this. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the loop. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Alan! Turncoat clickbait reporting in. Sorry? Turncoat clickbait reporting in. Turncoat clickbait, that's a hard thing to say, isn't it? That's a tough thing to say. Well, you gave it me last night. I didn't give you anything last night. Well, oh, you mean the title? Yes, I gave yes. you the title. Yes, yes, gave you the title. Um, what you got for us tonight, Cads? I'm not talking about the Nintendo Switch. Well... I feel that they've got the Nintendo NES re-released uh, and plug in the HDMI cable and you can play the oh. eight See, now, so, see, well, I, hang on a second, hang on a second. This is what, what? Find me a boy, find me a boy. I'm, um, I think that people... Katia? Hello? What are you doing, Katia? Find me a boy, find me a boy. I think that, um, people are switching off 
in their drawer. Find me a boy. Right, hey, find, me a bo- find me a boy. There we go. There, George, you're funny. Sorry? George, you're funny. Okay, let me just try this. Find me a boy. There we go. I think that um, uh, 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 people will be switching off in their droves, Alan, hearing um, us banging on about computer games even more. Now... What about food? Like a spitwurst, perhaps? Oh, Alan, come on, Alan. Now, I know you've no, been... Periscope dare, that was. Yeah, well, listen, guys. But the, you, you know when someone dares you to say a word, right? We all know what spit roast means, OK? I was talking about a nice... No, you were No, you were Exactly. No, you weren't. I was talking about food. No, you weren't. I've got food on the brain. No, you weren't. No, yeah. you weren't. No, you weren't. Come on. Alan, we all it. know what you mean by a spit roast. We get... We know the joke. No, but I was thinking of food at the time. No, you weren't. You yes, was. No, you weren't. What food do they spit roast? A nice hog. Okay. But we know you weren't, right? And here's the thing, right? When someone dares you to say a word, I always think it's the most... Someone, when I was on BBC Jersey the other day, said, I dare you to say this. And, but the thing is, it wasn't even a tricky word. It was cardboard. And I was thinking, well, the, the, I could say that because the thing's made of cardboard. Um, and they were going to... Well, we know Chris Wilde was a master of that, getting people to say secret words. Well, but I don't... I, I've never... Shut that bloody thing up! Sorry, I just mentioned on Twitter. I've never found that game... I've never got that game. I've never understood why that game is considered to be fun or subversive. Because if you're having a conversation, I could get any word into any conversation. I could call any word. Like shoehorn. Or I could shoehorn that into the conversation now. Let me think how I'd do it. Hang on. Um... I can't, I can't shoehorn that word in. But any other word... Bananas. Um... Hang on. I had bananas for lunch today. What about... What? What? That thing Princess Diana had. Then what, say it again. Uh, osteopathomy. Osteopathomy? I think that's what Diana had when you were talking about Phil Collins. Let me hang on a minute. What what page was it on? Because I want to read it. One nine eight. One what? One nine eight. Oh, he's right. Um, Ostia, what did you say the word was? Oh, I can't. I knew it began with an O. Um, what are you doing here, Phil? She says, smiling. Then, light as you like. I've just had an osteopathy. It was I've great. Heard of it? Yeah, an osteopathy. that? I don't know. I think it's up the bum. Oh, bit naughty. A little bit naughty, that. Um, but no, I've never got the... Uh, I've never understood the... Um, g- g- can you sneak a word? Because it, it's, it's a conversation. Hang on a minute. Glenn, Glenn. Y- yeah? Give me a word to sneak into the conversation with Alan. Um... Superfluous. Okay. Alan? Yes, Ian? Do you know what superfluous means? It's when you raise a lot of money for charity, I reckon. You see, Glenn, I did it. There you go. There's no challenge in. There's no challenge in it. It's easy. All right, Glenn, you think it's easy, right? I'm, I'm going to give you a word to try and um, get into a conversation with Alan, right? Oh wait, four 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 okay. nine nine one thousand. Right. We um, call you back. Um. All right, all right, Glenn. You think it's so easy? 
car. Car. Oh. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh. Tomorrow, I'll be taking the car to work. I didn't know Alan Carr was working with you. Oh, jeez. That doesn't even make sense. Alan, you didn't need to cram the word in. Glenn did. Well played, Glenn, by the way. I'd be high-fiving you if I was no, there. No, I was... I was yeah. It was an alternative meaning to the word I was doing that. But, but, but it didn't make sense to what he said. No, you said Carr. Yes. And I was thinking of Alan Carr. Yeah, but his sentence was about a driving car. Um, automobile. Well, obviously you're prune. Uh, I need to be taking the tablets again. Oh, flipping it. Right, okay, hang on a minute. Let me, um, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let me just get some, get some music. Right. Okay, Alan. Yes, Ian. You've got to cram in the word. Yeah. You're, you're going to have a conversation with Glenn, and you've got to try and cram this word. Actually, it's quite a fun game now, I think, on it. Um. Flange. The word is flange. Okay. Hi, hi, Glenn. Glenn? Yes? Did you, you know that Davina McCall? Mm-hmm. I was looking at some pictures online the other day, and I noticed he made a... No, no, come on, guys! Let's try again, let's try again. We don't, let's, try, let's try and keep it above the waist. Um, I'll give you another word, Alan. Okay. Sentinel. Sentinel. Glenn, you know X-Men? Mm-hmm. You know those robot buddies they face, the Sentinel? Oh, aye. I wonder what their weak spot is. All right, there we go. I think we've got a little tournament going. We've got five minutes. Let's have a little game. Right, OK. OK. First one to fail. This will take us up to the news. Alan and Glenn. Right, Glenn, um, i tell you yeah. what we're going to do. This is what it is. Hang on a second. Stay there. Right. Kyle, shut up. I'll, I'll decide who gets taken up to the news and shot or not. Kyle. Good evening, you all right? Can you set a word for Glenn to sneak into a conversation with Alan? Yeah, easily. Go on, then. Seepage. Glenn, the word is seepage. The word is seepage. Okay. <clears throat> I was most alarmed this morning to find out that there was some seepage coming from my ceiling. I better phone my landlord. Did you leave the water running? What? You'll just have to find out. Yeah. All right, that's one nil to Glenn. All right. Um, Alan, you've got yeah. to get the word... Um, oh, I can't think of any words. Oh, um, um, oh, I know. Balloon. You, you know these killer clowns that have been around? He's talking to you, Glenn, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm, tough guy. I saw one that had a bunch of balloons. Right, well, you got that's that wrong. Plural, that's balloons. You, yeah, you didn't get that right, Alan. The word was balloon, so it's one nil to... Plural. Yeah, I know, exactly. It wasn't the word I asked you to say. One nil to Glenn. Okay. First one to three. <laughs> Kyle, do you want to set a word for Glenn? Uh, kumquat. <laughs> the word is kumquat. The word is kumquat. Glenn. Today my nutritionist said I should have a healthier diet. They suggested implementing the kumquat. Alan, you have to respond. 
very painful. <laughs> it's 2 0 to Glenn. Alan, your turn. Hello? He's gone. He's just. <laughs> he's just. He's just gone, guys. Well, that, that means um, that, Glenn, you're the, you're the winner. 2 0. I'm honoured. I had a good word as well lined up. God, what, 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 hang, you don't get to decide the words. I know, but if, if I had the opportunity, I was going to suggest on, one. But just, just, tell you what, just for fun. There's no, there's no points, no score now. The score's finished. What would the word have been, Glenn? Visceral. Thanks very much for calling. Nay, nay. Um, There we go. That was fun, wasn't it, Kyle? Oh, I enjoyed that. You can, can you tell I'm working on formats for a new television show? Well, I, I quite enjoyed last night's as well. I have no idea to what you refer. <clears throat> um, which is, it's interesting you said you liked it, because you had your pants taken down and your butt was spanked hard. <laughs> I did, I did lose badly. Uh, that made, it did make me laugh. If, if anyone, someone, um, I've just noticed on the Facebook page going, was last night's show pre-recorded? I heard him talking to Nigel about money, and it was, it was I'm sure I'd heard that conversation before. And those people gone, no, and, and that means you missed, um, tastes like food, doesn't taste like food. I put it on YouTube, it'll be in the podcast, guys. It'll always be around for us to share. What you got for us, Kyle? Uh, not very much. I was only ringing up just to uh, join in the uh, the with the word game. To be honest, well, the, um, the the word game has finished. Oh, is there a new game? Or oh, I tell you what, is well, I tell you, what you can help me with right. You know, mm. I'm trying to um, fascinated by this Max Spears. It's this, oh, this yeah. conspiracy theorist guy that was mur- that, that is claimed been murdered by black magic, black mm-hmm. magicians. Not, not you know, magi- I've never seen a black magician. I don't. I mean, I don't mean in black magic. I mean, as in like Paul Daniels. Have you? Well, what about that bloke who was in Living Like Die, Baron Samadhi? Well, that that was black magic. Oh. And he was black. I'm talking about an actual black magician. I've never Dynamo. seen. I've never seen one. Dynamo's white, mate. Is he? Anyway, yes, he's oh. Irish. Oh. Dynamo's Irish. Dynamo's yeah, Irish. But- Dynamo is Irish. David Blaine. Oh, come on. He's, he's mixed heritage. He's, well. Anyway, so I've, I've messaged this Miles Johnston, right, uh, who's an expert on Max Spears, and I've sent him this long message saying, Hi, Miles, my name is Ian Lee. I host a late-night phone-in show on talk radio. I heard you on BBC Radio 4pm. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'd love you to come on my show one night to discuss your theories, what happened to Max. Hope to hear from you soon, Ian Lee. He's replied. He's replied three words, right? Mm-hmm. What's your demographic? Mm. I don't know. What is it? I, I, I mean, I, I can't reply to him, losers who still live with their mum into their 50s, can I? Well, what? actually. Well, I was going to say, you, you, you've gone the gamut from like people like me to Katia to Penny to Dennis. Yeah. So you've got quite a wide range in Well, general, yeah, but really. I guess, as I said, Kyle, I don't just want to write losers. what's my demo well that's the next hour of the radio sorted kyle well i hope you enjoy it we play what's my demographic thank you for calling mate um genuine question what's my demographic how do i reply to that question it's important because i want this guy to come on i bet he won't come on but i want him to i can't put losers i can't put perverts I can't put 50-year-old men that live with their mums. Although, maybe. 
Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm in Lee. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio for those about to talk. We salute you. Talk Radio. I've just replied. I put um, um, uh, losers and people still living with their um, mums in their fifties. I thought you might as well be honest. You never know. Uh, John Lydon coming up later. Your phone calls first. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is the number one song written, of course, by the mightiest hand. All of the angels are sheep in the They always follow the master at his plan. That's uh, the Future Heads version, which we discovered yesterday. Was it? It was um, Jay. Oh, it's 
Jay, I think, told us about that. Um, I'll play you the original version by Sparks later on, right? It sounds... You coming in for that? I don't, there we go, thank you. It, it sounds like a completely different song. I'm going to be honest. I think the Future Heads version is better. It doesn't have the soaring falsetto of um, uh, Russell Mayo. God, I love Sparks. I've got to make you a Sparks mixtape. That Spark, I mean, do you know, I was never really into Sparks. Right? I was never particularly aware of them, apart from um, the, the hit. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Dum, 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 dum. And it did me, who's gonna leave? Um, and they were offered to me when I was at LBC years ago as, as guests. Right? And we didn't really have guests. But something, and I think I might have turned them down initially. And then I went, yeah, do you know what? Go on, let's have them. Right? And I'm so glad I did. It changed my life. They came in, Ron and Russell Mail, and um, and I watched loads of videos, and I'd, I'd listened to a couple of albums to kind of get into it, and they make this big noise. They make this massive noise, you know. And if you ever see them in concerts, it's, it's this huge, fat sound. And they came in, and they must have been in their 50s when, when I interviewed them. This is about 12 years ago. And they were the softest spoken quietest people i have ever met and i felt completely head over heels in love with them and i did that thing we do the thing quite often the trick i like to do in the interviews right doesn't always work and you can't always do it right but is i tend not to mention the, the person's biggest hit when we speak to john lydon later on we don't mention punk he mentions johnny rotten uh we don't mention punk and I don't think we say the name Sex Pistols. We He talks about them, but I don't think we say the name Sex Pistols. I could be wrong. Right? But I just think it's a nice thing, because imagine, you know, the, the, the Sex Pistols were 40 years ago. It was 18 months, 40 years ago. So imagine constantly being asked about that. And obviously, Sparks, their biggest hit, the song they're most known for, is um, This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us. And the dead me has gonna live. 0844-499-1000. As they came in, I said, look, guys... um. If you don't want to mention it, we won't talk about that song. And they're like, what? I said, we won't. I'm quite happy not to mention that song. I'm not particularly interested in it. I'm interested to know about you and stuff. And they were so thrilled that 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 must have been their first interview where it didn't start off with, so you guys were famous back in the early 70s. Tell me about this town ain't big enough. Where'd you get the idea for that? Didn't mention it. It got mentioned in the interview because we took phone calls and Verinda phoned up and sang it to them down the phone, right? If anyone's got the clip of that, could you send it to me? Because Ron and Russell Mail pissed themselves. They could not believe that some kid was phoning them up to sing and they were in hysterics. It was wonderful. And then I've I've been a fan ever since and I went and saw them at the the um the town and country club, whatever that's called in Kentish Town, the forum that night. And it was just amazing after having met these two um oh uh, don't worry, if my accent is bothering you, I can make it easy for you to go. There we go. Someone on Periscope. The accent's bothering me. I'm out. Oh, that's fine. I'll just block you. Um, it, it, um, to go and see them, the, 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 these two, you know, highly intelligent men. They're very, very well read, these men. Very well read. And just make this brilliant, 
fat, loud rock noise. It was delightful. Um, anyway, 0844 I'll play the Sparks version of that. And I don't think it's as good. Now, what is this? This this keeps popping up in my timeline, so I feel I have to mention it. And I didn't want to mention it, but I feel I have to. Do you know this story, Catherine? You'll be all over this. Company launches bring your own semen cookery classes. Bring your own semen cookery classes... I mean, it's clickbait. I'm falling for it. I'm going to the Daily Mail website. It's clickbait, guys. It's the generation that we live in. The Mail Online. (laughs) Don't look at the comments, Ian. Don't look at the comments. Um, Baking enthusiasts are being invited to make their own Victoria spooge cake at a bring-your-own-semen cookery class, uh, henceforth referred to as BYOS. Amateur chefs will be taught to use as a cooking ingredient in cakes and other desserts, as well as main courses, according to organisers. They can also learn to make chicken with a spicy jerk sauce. Oh, that's a joke. A semen salted caramel dessert and even cocktails using the bodily fluid. The cooking classes, which will be held in Shoreditch, will discuss their health benefits and cook using the ingredient. This is not... Is this real? I know, Catherine. That's that's, what was my attempt at mucking you in there. Participants... We'll need to bring at least five teaspoons of semen. Five teaspoons, that's a whole afternoon. Along with them to the class. It can be their own or from their partner. They will come home with not just a whole new... whole new of recipes under their belt but also an in-depth knowledge of semen cooking techniques. Relationship expert Alex Fox said of the classes, Oh, my God! I can't say that word. There's a, this is the Daily Mail website. She uses, um, while the idea of bringing, and then she uses the street slang term for semen. No, not spodge. No, not spooge. No, not jizz. Not spaff, Catherine. No. Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. Into the kitchen will doubtless appall many people. Yes, it bloody well will, Alex Fox. Some individuals find the idea of consuming such an intimate substance as a turn on. Blimey! Not in a cake! Wonder Rush founder Nelson added, I know some people will find this hard to swallow, but the idea of cooking with semen isn't as far-fetched as one might think. Wonder Rush is all about giving people unique classes and experiences. 
and although our usual classes are somewhat tamer, they should give people a taste of our sense of humour. Organisers are crowdfunding for the classes online, and if they're a success, they hope to roll them out in other cities across the country. So far, Wonder Rush has exceeded its £200,000 target. Um... Um... Do you, want to get, do you want to see if you can find Wonder Rush? Get them on. Wonder Rush is the company. Because I... Do you remember there was... Um, 0844 499 um, There was a um, Ferrari about a year ago because they someone wanted to sell breast milk ice cream. It was ice cream, wasn't it? Um... And they either started doing it or they were about to do it. And then health and safety and local council got involved and went, well, no, you can't do that. So I can't believe, I can't believe this would be allowed to happen. And what is the, I mean, okay, can we talk seriously for a minute, right? What is the point? What What is the point? Because... Let's tread delicately. It's tra- trying to tread really delicately. The whole process of of, of putting it in like a cake or something. I, I don't see how that would be a sexual turn on. I can't see that as a sexual turn on. There wouldn't be enough in a cake for it. You know, people say it's good for your skin and all that stuff. I don't know if I buy that, but there wouldn't be enough in the cake for it to be beneficial. Um, I mean, if people want to, this is a joke, isn't it? This is, this is a joke. I don't believe this. And it's been, this is why I've been ignoring. It's been popping up all day, all day on Twitter. And I thought, no, no. And then it just popped up just then. I'm thinking, no, that can't be real. Oh, wait, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand. Tris, Jerry, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, Jerry and Tris, I will come to you in a second. You can call as well. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Loads of you are sending me um, recipe books for this particular ingredient. I can't believe it. I mentioned earlier on um, when I had Sparks on another radio show. Thank you, Ray. He sent me a clip. Do you indulge me for forty seconds? I've not heard it. Two thousand and six. 2006 September 2006 um I've not I've not heard this so you're joining me Sparks from the studio I've said I'm not going to mention that song 20 minutes later this happens Zootai Missy Utai the mammals your favourite type and you want to fly I'll be increasing I'll be you hear the thunder stampeding rhinos elephants and tacky tigers this town ain't big enough for the Yes, I, I, I apologise, but I don't oh, know. Excellent. I never thought the original could be topped, but I was wrong. You want to get that guy's phone number? Yeah, I do. Take them on top. You're uh, signed, I, buddy. I'm sorry. I tell you what. Let's have the other A side. Uh, can, can we have his waterproof? Oh, they're lovely. Ron and Russell, man. We'll try and get them on the show. They've got a new album coming out. Um, let's go to Jerry. Evening, Jerry. Hi, 
starts from that weird the keyboard is weird. He stares at the camera. Don't yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. When John Lennon um, first saw them on television, it's supposedly top of the pops, but he was in America, so I'm not quite sure. He went, he went, um, effing, effing hell, Hitler's on the telly um, <laughs> because he did. He looked like Hitler, and he stared yeah. at the camera. Yeah. It's a brilliant yeah. stage presence they've got. Yeah, Johnny Rotten's on later. Johnny Rotten's on after twelve. Yeah. Ask him what he does on a Sunday afternoon. Just ask him what he does. Sorry. Well, I, I kind of... It's, it's a pre-record. We recorded it oh. last week. But, um, yeah, I kind of did want to know what it was like. What What is it like to be John Lydon now? Yeah. You know, what does he do? How does he How does he fill his days? Not the recording artist, the man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we talk... I think you might like it, Jerry. I think I think we, we kind of get a little bit into that. I don't, I don't talk about the pistols at all. No, that's good. I think you try to forget about them, don't you? Yeah, and you know, if you want to know about the the pistols, you go and read a book, go and watch a film, go go on YouTube. You know, I want to know what it's like being him. Um, He talks about Savile. He talks about Lockerbie. He talks about Trump. um, He talks a little bit about I'm a celebrity. Um, and he, he talked, Public Image Limited are doing a tour and they've got, um, a re-release of a couple of, um, their albums coming out. So that's what he's on plugging. But he's, uh, he was absolutely delightful. He's kind of nice. I'm really intelligent. Yeah, he's very well-read bloke. Very well-read. Very intelligent. Very, very sharp. Sharper than me. You know, quicker than I am. And these teaspoons. I'll take eight to get. Take me all year. Say that again. Teaspoons? Yeah, teaspoons full. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> take me all year. Oh. You know, um, I, I can't believe that's real. It's got a disease and everything. Yeah, that's got to be... That's got to be someone having a wind-up. I it's don't like puns all the way through their article. Yeah. Even the Daily Mail. I know, I know. I, I, I think maybe I've been um, sucked in um, by that. I don't know. It's a bit hard to swallow. Uh, how are things going for you, Jerry? You're sounding I'm well tonight. Having a really rough week, believe it or not. Yeah. A really rough week with wheelchairs. What, yeah. what, what, what's that? Why, why are you having a rough week? Wheelchairs, did you say? Yeah, it's broken. Aye. What, what have you got, an electric one? I've got both. Right. I've got a manual and an electric one. Can you use the manual one on your own, though? I can with my feet. Uh, just right. Just myself along in my yeah. arm. Yeah. But I struggle. Uh, Hard work. Yeah. Uh, my electric one. I just suicide and that. Go crashing the walls and everything. Oh, I know. My mum's terrible. Skating board's erect. Oh, but it doesn't matter, though, does it? How is your mum? She's all right, actually. Do you know what? I'm just thinking, I'm going to go and see her this weekend. She's all right. I've got to just sort out a couple of banking things. She's been assessed by psychiatrists and the council and all that. It's all sorted. I've just got to close, a ba- close one standing order, make a claim for the money. We'll be owed a few grand, so I'll make a claim for that, set up a new standing order. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. We're sorted. Cutting everywhere. And I tell you what, I saw a thing in one of the papers, which proves my point. I can't remember what paper it was. But it says that people who are self-funding are subsidising people who are um, paid for by the council. And I'm thinking, 
Well, I've known this for years. You know, the fact that my mum was paying 1500 quid a week, and now it's down, now the council are involved, it's down to 950 quid a week. Oh, suddenly, they can save five, nearly 600 quid, can they? Oh, right. Oh, I see. I see, guys. Thanks. And even then, the council are paying 700 and my, no, 750 and my mum's paying 200 a week still. Unbelievable. Anyway, anyway, it's, it's sorted and, it's going to be fine. They're trying to get me extra care. After. Are you now? Are you still at home? No, I'm still at home. Long, long. I've been in a respite since December. Right. Still respite. Right. They can't probably to key out my hand, but they're trying. I might. Well, well, hang on. Respite. I thought was supposed to be temporary. It's just temporary, but it's long term. Oh, the old, <laughs> the old temporary long term, huh? Yeah, they, they, I can't get out. Ah. So what, where do you, do you want to stay there? I don't know. It's gone, it's gone a bit crap. But the can I say, the finance has been pulled from everywhere. Yeah. We got, we got deteriorating diseases and they're cutting the care. We're not getting any better, we're getting worse. It, and, and, and also, I heard, I read another story in the week, um, yeah. that, 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 like, big care home company, because it's a business. You, you, you're, yeah. you're, you're pounds and pennies, you are, Jerry. I'm a safe yeah, but um, care home company had gone bust. Well, what happens then? You know, right. it worries me. It worries me, Joe. Because what what's it going to be like in thirty years' time for me? It's a nightmare. It's going to be ticking time bomb, as I said before. We're it's going to blow up like Anthony Andrews. Yeah, well, we're all uh, we're all doomed, you know. But um, what's the point of saving if you're just going? To, no point in saving because all your money's going to go going to go to care. Yeah, or give all your right. money to your kids. Let's try try get around it that way, but okay. As long as you do it, here's the thing. As long as you do it, seven years. As long as there's a gap of, of seven years at least between you giving the money to your kids and you then going into a care home or something, then you're all right. But um, uh, and also I think it's seven years as well to avoid inheritance tax. But um, a you've got to trust that your kids won't spend all that money. And you know when you. That's taking right beginning of retirement term at sixty five, but I got Parkinson's at twenty eight, so then I was gonna get Parkinson's at twenty eight. Yeah. So I can't can't. How old are you now, Jerry? You're the same age as me, aren't you? Forty four. Forty so oh so you're much older. Okay, I was fine. About a couple of days older. Much, much older significantly older. I think 15, fifteen years. I can't remember last count. Fifteen years. What do you want, Jerry? What? what do you want? I don't mean out of this phone call. I mean out of life. What is the best? What is the best Just option be for you? Just to be happy. I'm, I'm happy most of the time. I just, just deal with it. But uh, they're making it so hard to deal with it. Just been, that freezes. Don't really, don't really more as the same with MS. But it just goes. And you can't do anything. No, but he's dealing with it. Just you say, just dealing with it. Is that living? Do you know what I mean? Does that is that? Do you do you feel like no, you're living? Way. I'm stuck in here all day. Yeah, stuck in a room. I do go out and wind up, wind up the other people. Well, you know, jokes and to wind people up, I think. But you know, no, I mean, in a funny way, not wind them up. Just how jokes cheer up all the yeah. But people who can't speak anything. Well, um, you know, you've always got. Um, there's always a slot with your name on on this show, Jerry. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Nice to talk to you, mate. Take well, care. Ian. Yeah, go on. You've got to guess him what degree, guess what degree I did. Guess what the what, what? Guess what degree I did at the university so you can guess. Go on. 
Have a guess. Get, oh, hang on a minute. I, I'm struggling to understand what you're saying. Guess what? Guess what degree is it at university? The degree you've got? Yeah. Oh, OK. Um, sport psychology. No, criminology and law. What kind of law? Crim- criminology and law. Oh, criminology and law. Oh. Hey, you could be, um, was it Ironside? Was Ironside the detective in a wheelchair? Yeah, and he's in the, in the pilot. He was walking. Oh, really? Yeah, he walked and for about 30 seconds he got shot and he's, he's knackered, confined to wheelchair. You could be, be the British Ironside, but you got Parkinson's, makes it a bit, bit sexy. And because there'll be loads of people with Parkinson's will watch that kind of rubbish, so you could be like the poster boy for Parkinson's. I could be the Sandy. Yeah, exactly. Sandy from Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> How did I get that reference? Yeah. What was wrong with Sandy? I don't know. It was an old man that spoke to the two. Who was the guy from before you've got? Gould. Yeah. Gould's not even about them. Johnny Gould's met him. Oh, he blimey. He knew about him. Interviewed. Blimey. He did have a proper illness. Yeah, he did. I remember. I remember. Where, unlike, right. unlike the um, one-armed guy in Robin's Nest, the one-armed Irish waiter, who I saw as a, a child, I saw him walking down the street with two arms. I was in Forty Towers as well. The builder. I like the guy. It, I think it might have been the same guy. I don't know Forty Towers too well, because I, I think it's a load of old rubbish. Jerry, listen, I'm going to move on, because I've got to go to a break, and Trish has been waiting forever. Thank you, mate. Always nice to talk to you. 0844... Four nine nine one thousand. We'll have a little update on Bring Your Own Seaman um, uh, after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Brilliant. Hey, that's a bit of uh, Catherine. Come in and give us an update. That's a bit of good news. Miles Johnston, who I didn't think would come on, is going to come on tomorrow night at ten to um, talk about Max Spears. And um, now you might you might have seen um, been, been a few stories about this Max Spears gentleman in the newspapers the last couple of days. He was um, a, a conspiracy theorist, and I don't I don't actually know what that means. So I'm using that term. I'm going to do some reading up on it tomorrow. I'm using that term um, as a broad brushstroke. Um, but he died in Poland, and like literally the day or two days before he died, he sent a message to his mum saying, look, if something happens to me, investigate it. Uh, and then something happened to him. He was killed. And one of the theories is um, he was killed by um, practitioners of black magic. Now, the reason I've got... I've I, I kind of latched onto this story is I heard this gentleman, Max, uh, Max Beers, Miles M- Johnston, talking on BBC Radio 4pm, which is a very serious show. Um, it was only about a five-minute interview, but I was just listening and thought, oh, oh, that's weird. And this Miles sounds like a very knowledgeable gentleman. I've just been messaging him, um, and he's coming on tomorrow night at 10 o'clock to talk about um, Max and what he thinks happened. I've sent you his yeah, details. Yeah, I saw him. Thank you. So, um... Well, do that. Good. That gives me a little bit of homework to do tomorrow to to, to kind of read up on um, up on that. He was asking, "What is the demographic?" And I said, "I said I'm, I've, I may have told a porky pie dear listener. You'd be the judge of this." I said, "Oh, they're a fairly intelligent bunch. I, I don't know if that you know." Um, but I also said, "I also said, and I, I mean this about you, um, listener, um, that you you quite like being challenged, and you quite you are you quite like." Um, questioning things and um and i said look come on i, I will i will 
um, question you. You know, I'm, I'm not going to just sit there and passively take it, but yeah. I'm not going to take the pee, and you'll get a fair hearing. So, be interesting. Of course it will. Be really interesting. Good, well done. Um, seaman, Catherine, you're our seaman correspondent um, for this evening. Yes, it's it's sexual bullying in the workplace. Hey, if it's okay for a future president of the United States, then it's okay for this guy. Honk, honk. I dare you to do that. It would almost be worth it, wouldn't it? Um, Seaman, what have you what have you found? Wonder You've Rush. been uh, researching Seaman uh, for us. You and Ed have been busily um, beavering away and in front of the computer, and you've. Um, to be honest, I let Ed do most of it, and he managed in about ten seconds. Wow! So always a bonus. Okay, yeah. He said that. Um, Oh, I found it, Cass. So I had a look, and, it, and Wonder Rush appears to be kind of a platform yeah. for various kind of night school classes, okay. um, fun hobbies, fun, and BYOS. Yes, bring your own semen cookery classes. So it's actually a thing. Well, I don't know whether it is yet because oh. you look on their website, and what they're trying to do is crowd crowd source, crowd yeah. fund. Well, this, I can I can I can find some if they want. This. No, I don't mean like that. I can they source want it. Money source. No, they want. Money. Money. That's what I want. That's what I want. They want a financial deposit for Wonder Rush so that they can start peddling these various classes. So I don't know whether it's really a thing or whether it's just a very handy way to get the public's attention. Well, because I, everyone likes a grubby little story, don't I they? i tell you what, I'll do a cookery class for a tenner a head. All right, what are you going to make? Lemon drizzle. Spunky sandwiches. Anyone want one? I don't think... <laughs> Anyone hungry? I'm going to go in the kitchen and the bathroom. Anyone? I don't think that's the thing, Ian. Want anything? <laughs> Pretty sure it's not a thing. I'm going in the kitchen and the bedrooms. Anyone want anything to eat? <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. So that's the update. OK. Are you all right now? Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. Fine. Thanks a lot. Um, Tris! Seaman, tastes like food or don't taste like food? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. That was, um... Hip, hip, hip. How are you? Well, I'm all right, thank you. I'm tired. I've had a really good day with my kids today. A really good day. They made me laugh a lot. And they made me forget for just a few hours, Tris, that the world is miserable and we're all going to die, possibly, of a really horrible disease at some point. And for a few hours... I was um I was just I was just entranced by two little idiots making me laugh a lot by being very very funny. That's what they're there for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um lots of fighting in the swimming pool and it was um it was <laughs> it's it's the funniest thing you say right. Any more fun? And they both go, "Oh, daddy, hit me in the private. Oh, daddy's grabbed my wind. Oh, da-. I said, right. Any more fighting in this pool and we are getting out." Right. And they went, both went, yeah, 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 okay. And I, I turned around, literally, as soon as I turned around, I saw them both just going for each other. And it made me laugh so much, you know. So naughty, but wonderful. What, what, I've, I'm going to say this. My two little boys are going to, they are turning into delightful gentlemen. Delightful gentlemen. Well, that's nice. It means you're doing something right, doesn't it? Someone's doing something right somewhere. What you got for us, Tris? Yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about Sparks a little bit. Um, yeah. I've got a f- I've got a few of their LPs. I'm not massively into them, but they've got fantastic album covers, haven't they? Oh, the really? album covers are brilliant. What's the one where it's them um, b- 
being kidnapped. They're they're tied oh, both uh, pro- pro- propaganda. They're both tied up and gagged on the back of a speedboat that's sailing, and it's brilliant. There's one as well. Isn't there one where they're um they're they're at the, they're in a helicopter crash or something? Oh, I've not got that one. Maybe it sounds like them. It's um Sparks album covers. They really are. Uh, they're the f- they're, there we go. It's um um indiscreet, and it's it's uh, yeah it's them it's them <laughs> the, 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 uh, light aeroplane crash. They're brilliant. They were one of the first bands that I'm aware of. They've done 22 albums, I think, and they were yeah. one of the first bands where they booked a venue in London for two months, and over the space of two months, they played every single album wow. in, in order once oh my and i i went to three of them i think um and i went to a really obscure album because i knew there wouldn't be many people there and i was right um obviously the big ones like kimono my house was sold out um but it yeah, was yeah, yeah. It, i just thought and they played them perfectly right I, I, the work that must have gone into that to learn every single song from every album and then the encore they'd come out and play like b-sides and stuff just oh, amazing lovely just amazing you know hilarious such a visual band as well well i'll say one of their records kicking around i'll happily spend 10 15 quid if not if, if for nothing more than the artwork i think i think they really put a lot of effort in yeah they do i think some of their stuff is hard work but uh, for me, the album, here's the album, guys, and I guess it's from about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Little Beethoven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. It's, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever heard. It's incredible. Then they did a song called, um, on a different album. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh, if we're doing a, hang on, listen, 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 just listen to 20 seconds of this. Hang on a second. I've got to go skip past the advert. Um, just this wonderful sense of humour that they have in their songs. Um, here we go. Skip. Here we go. Oh, blooming internet. Hang on. Oh, dear. This is the thing you see, Tris. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. She won't go out with me, no, she won't go out cause my intellect's paper thin. She won't go out with me, no, she won't go out cause my intellect's not like you. So not the or She won't hang out with me, no, she won't hang out till my body quit, fights like his. She won't hang out with me, no, she won't hang out till my quit, retorts, quick is his. So not Lighten up, Morrissey. It's just, it's just a joy. I mean, oh come on, guys! It's I just think they're so wonderful. We'll play after midnight. We'll, we'll play their version of number one song in heaven. It's completely unlike the other version. They're very underrated. Only known for one song. I think it's a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. I think they're superb. But I've done. Um, I've started um, following one of my dreams. I've actually taken uh, 
ball by the horns and um, actually getting paid to write um, music and gig reviews. Hey, fantastic. Who's paying you? That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I've been taken on by a website, a new website. Oh. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a minimal amount. Oh, yeah, minimal yeah, amount. yeah, yeah. But are you getting free tickets for gigs as well, are you? Free tickets for gigs, Beautiful. free album promos, stuff like that. I've managed to bag me the new um, five-disc My Generation that's coming out in a couple of months. What do you mean, what do you mean five di- my, what five-disc My Generation? What are you talking about? Oh, the the um, demos, new oh. mono mix, new stereo mix. Well, the new stereo mix. Pete and Roger have bloody gone into the studio with the old equipment and overdubbed it. Oh well, that's silly. Ridiculous. And also, that, that that album's a bit of a stinker. But Tris, you've got to get. How come you're getting all this free stuff? What the hell is going? What the hell is wrong with this world? Hustling, mate. That's what it is. You're right. Oh, that's brilliant, man. Well, let us know how it goes. I'm very pleased for yeah, you. Yeah, would it? All right, Tris, listen, man. Nice one. Best of luck with that. 0844 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, tonight's show's bumping along quite nicely. I wouldn't say it was a classic, but it's, um, it's all right. What have we talked about? Sparks, cooking with semen. Um, The Apprentice. Although we never did get an Apprentice update, did we? Um, oh, other bits and bits and pieces. You know the way it goes on a on a weeknight between ten and one. Pretty much anything happens. Uh, I should let you know, dear listener. Um, we put out uh at least one podcast a day. Uh, iTunes is where I get them from. But you can get them from your usual podcast providers. If you type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, and talk, it pops up. Um, and then sometimes we put out two. So we'll do like a best of. Um, and then we'll also do, like for example, we'll also do uh, a John Lydon, Johnny Rotten um, podcast um, as well. And they'll go out tomorrow, probably about 7, 8 o'clock, something like that. Okay? So you, the, the, you get the best of show from the day before. You got You, you dig? You dig, guys? Um, and if you go to the website and you can listen to the whole show again, I think it's under the the schedule thing. Um, I need to, you know, because a lot of people have asked me and I know you can, I'll have a little play around tomorrow and I'll find out how to do it. Remind me tomorrow's show. I'll, I'll talk you through how you can listen to the whole show. How's about them apples? Um, but uh, on the weeknights between 10 and one, I sit here, we have an open microphone and open phone lines and, I kind of just see what comes out of my mouth. Um, and you can call in about anything you want, really. You can chip into the conversation that we've had or, or you can bring something new to the table. Very simple. Uh, you call 0844-499-1000. You'll speak to Kath or Ed. Oh, I'm doing a big yawning. I've been yawning all, all evening. All evenings, I'm so tired. I'm going to sleep well tonight, and I've got all, no, not technically a lion, but I'm not leaving for work tomorrow until eleven fifteen in the morning. So I could probably get up ten thirty, up shower, shirt on, shirt is already ironed, jacket, boom, ten thirty. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, but if you want to call us now, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You speak to Ed or Kath, and they will call you back, and then you get straight on. As simple as that. That's what Dave did. Evening, Dave. Good evening, Ian. 
Michael, are you? I'm very, very tired, Dave. You sound full of beans. Well, I'm a first-time caller and I'm nervous as hell. Um. <sighs> so nervous. You must be nervous. We've never spoken before. First-time caller? Wow, that's, um, long-time mm-hmm. listener? You're a long-time listener, yeah, yeah. And you've never... We've Sometimes I listen live. Yeah, we, we've never spoken before. Are you sure? I'd remember it, Ian. Yeah, no, I suppose you would. I suppose you would. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, it's nice to talk. It's always nice to get first-time callers on the show. Yeah, very nervous. What made you pick up the phone this evening, David? Uh, well, I was listening live last night, and I loved your analysis of the historic, historic sex abuse cases and... Your theory on exposing the names of the people and yeah. cutting down on how much time the police have got to handle it. I thought it was really well thought out. Thank you, Dave. Reasoning, yeah. Yeah? It was really, really intelligently done. Um, but... But? <laughs> but what really gripped me was, um, I was listening to a podcast a little earlier. Yeah. Um, and it was concerning American cities that are bands. I'm sure you've still got your original list. I don't know whether you keep it on electronically or on paper file or... Yeah, got it. wait while you find it. Got it. It's a bit crumpled, but I've got it in front of me, yes. Okay. Yes. All right, then. Um, So I think I've got some new ones, but we may have to check off the old list. Okay. So so these are... are, um, Bands that are also parts of America. For example, the band America. Mm, I think you said Chicago. Yeah, Kansas. Kansas? Kansas? Is that not on the list? There's a band called Kansas? Yeah, Kansas. Ah. Katia loves them. What was their big hit? Um, oh, I don't know, some rubbish. That's okay, what started well. it. Kansas started it. Oh, okay. Um, did we have <laughs> John Denver? Yes, we did, yes. Charlotte Gainsbourg? Sorry? Charlotte Gainsbourg? Charlotte is a sitting... You're right, we didn't have Charlotte... What was, how do you pronounce her last name? Gainsbourg. Okay, Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chicago? Chic? Argo? Le Freak? Chic? Argo? <laughs> but the, where did the Argo come from? Chicago. Chicago. Yes, yeah, but, <laughs> but Chic and Chicago are different. Oh, um, so I guess you're not going to be happy with Philadelphia Collins. <laughs> <laughs> or... <laughs> or Phoenix Cave and the Bad Seeds. <laughs> or... New Orleans rhymes. Mm. San Bernardino cribbings. <laughs> Brooklyn Collins. Oh, th- this one's good. Um, Connecticut crew. Okay. Well, thanks for calling, Dave. Thank you, guys. Hollywood. Bye bye. Oh, God. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank you, Dave. 0844 
499-1000 is the um, telephone number. Oh, all of the papers have uh, uh, today, and this does look this does look delicious. They've made. Um, well, I don't know. They've made a new loaf. Have you seen the new loaf? Is it a croissant or a loaf of bread? Or could it be both? I didn't want to say this word. Welcome to the crow loaf. Croix-loaf. Because half of it's French, half is English. You'd say croissant. Croix-loaf. C-R-O, loaf. So it's crow-loaf. Croix-loaf. It doesn't work. Um, it should have been the, the Lausanne, the bread, the, I don't bloody know. It's a new breakfast choice. Wow, just what we needed at breakfast, more choice, huh, didn't we? Which is a mixture of a croissant and a loaf of bread. I tell you, when did they invent the brioche loaf? Because that is just, oh. You wonder where this comes from. It's the brioche loaf. And the thing is, you get a loaf of brioche, right? Because a brioche is like a little stick of sweet bread, yeah? But a loaf of it, and it's like it's supposed to be like a treat breakfast, but there's no way I'm leaving a lo- That doesn't last one sitting. The kids will have a little bit, then they'll go, and then you just sit there picking at the brioche loaf until it's gone. Appearing to be a number of croissants baked together. Let me just show this to the uh, to the listeners at home. There we go. You see, you got that. Got that, guys. Oh, an unfortunate-looking model when you take that page out. Anyway, appearing to be a number of croissants baked together, or one giant croissant, the croissant has hit the British shelves for the first time. It's on sale at Marks and Spencer and is described as the perfect fusion of the French and British breakfast. We're pulling out of the EU. We don't want more of this filth over here. Oh. Can someone do the maths? I'm going to give you some some stats. Can you do the maths here? It has a third fewer calories than a croissant per portion, but more than double of that found in a regular slice of white bread. So how many calories is that? If Jack has a croissant and Stevie has two pieces of bread and Pascal has a croissant, who's got beans? The £2.40 croissant contains 114 calories per slice and is made with French butter, the best butter in all of the world. You're actually doing the maths. Don't. Unlike a croissant, you can eat the loaf over a few days, although M&S advises toasting it. I don't get what... I don't get it. When I cut it down the middle, will I see bread or will I see croissant? That's all I want to know. When I cut it down the middle, do I see bread or croissant? Which is it? Getting angry about this now. 
MS spokesman said, blah, 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 blah. buy our stuff. Now people don't have to compromise and can enjoy the best of both. Yeah, we should ask Leslie. This is a food or not. We know our customers really enjoy trying new foods and not buying our crappy clothes. That's what the statement says, although I do get all of my pants and socks from there. Imagine that. You know, M&S, right? And it used to, everyone, clothes, everyone used to get, of a certain age, would get their clothes from M&S. And then they blew it. And now all they sell are black boxer shorts and black socks. And once every 18 months, a pair of slippers. That's it. That's it. And yet they still keep going. And I go in sometimes, and when I buy my pants and my socks, or on the eight, once every 18 months when I'm getting the slippers, and I'll look at the clothes in Marx's and go, nah, I'm not old enough yet. I do. I go around, and you look at the jacket, and from a distance, their jackets look quite nice. Then you get up close, you go, nah. They have, um, like, jumpers and jerseys, but th- they look quite nice. Then you get up close to them, but then they'll have, like, a little picture of a boat or something on it. Do you know what I mean? Just there. Um, we're really excited about our late, latest creation. M&S said it was inspired after seeing similar loaves. That's not inspiration. That's a best thievery. M&S said it was, and they've put, even put the word inspired in quotes here. M&S said it was inspired after seeing similar loaves in artisan bakeries. And in America, where Chicago bakery Burage is well known for its version of the crow loaf. The crow loaf, this is the thing, right? If you can't pronounce the name of it, it will not sell. Because people don't like feeling stupid. This is genuine, serious psychology, right? People don't like feeling stupid. So, if you're looking for the crow loaf, right, it's not pronounced that. I don't know what it's pronounced. I'm not going to go up to a woman in a shop or a man in the shop and say, excuse me, I'm looking for the um, the crow loaf. I'm not going to say that. I don't ask for help in shops anyway, but then, but if, if I have to, I will. But I wouldn't ask for something if I couldn't pronounce it. Hang on a minute. How did I miss this? There's, there, there is the, more things... I want to say the word precedent, but I don't know why. The precedent's been set earlier. The crow loaf comes after the crow nut. A combination of croissant and doughnut. By French-born pastry chef Dominique Ansel. Now, they've made a crow... And when... Sweet Lord! When did they start putting hot dogs... And hamburgers in brioche. What the hell is that about? You get a hot dog, it's in a brioche? You get a hamburger, it's in a brioche? What the hell is that about, guys? Come on! I know they're lovely, but they want us to be fat. They want us to be fat. 
So they can privatise the NHS. Unbelievable. I bet Gary Lineker regrets sending that tweet now, doesn't he, eh? Front page of the Daily Star. Oh, 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 Lineker. 0844-499-1000. Another hour of this nonsense. Johnny, uh, John Lydon is coming up very, very shortly in the next hour. Still time for your calls, though, guys. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Another hour to go, dear listener. John Lydon will be um, coming up in a little bit. Still room for your phone calls, though. 0844 499 1000. Um, You're listening to Talk Radio. My name's Ian Lee, and it's midnight... Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
have the best title of any album. Um, their album that features songs such as Now That I Own the BBC, What Am I Supposed to Do With This Thing? Um, the album is called Gratuitous Sex and Senseless Violins. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes! John Lydon is coming up very, very shortly, guys. Uh, let's go to G. Good evening, G. Hello, hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Carrot. The carrot cake is surprisingly tasty. With a little golden carrot on top. Yeah, they do that, don't they? They, they. It's, it's, it's almost as if to say, honestly, it, it, it's, it's a carrot cake. I promise. Yeah, but a lemon drizzle cake doesn't come with a little bit of a lemon drizzle on top. A no. walnut cake doesn't come. Oh, actually, walnut cake usually does come with walnut. On top. Is there anything? Uh, the, the surely the most hideous, and we don't do old sweets. But the hid- most hideous of the- all the old sweets was the walnut whip. Walnut whip. Walnut whip. Why, I like a walnut whip. But it's just got... Wa- I don't get walnuts. I don't understand. I'm not really a big fan of nuts. Pistachio, yeah, sure. Peanuts, yeah, go on. Cashew, I might as well have a few. But beyond that, your actual proper nuts. And I think it's that thing of um, every Christmas, we would get a big bowl of nuts, and I bet you did. Steady. If we, that's if we. That's if we were lucky. All chance would be a fine thing. And Do you know what we used to get on Christmas? Go on. We used to sit around the uh, the fireplace. Yeah. And my parents would sit in front of us, yeah. and they would sing a little Christmas song to us every single Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to really, really not look forward to the Christmas song that they would sing to us. Can you sing us the better Christmas song? You better not laugh, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is dead, now get to bed. It's truth, I can see how that would, um, put a damper on Christmas. brought it down a little bit, That brought it, it right. down, gee, I'll tell you what, we're going to make it grim for last hour. Yes, With the reason that I actually rang you. Please do, sir. Yes, sir. Right. I am performing at Performance Ring. And uh, please don't use the hashtag um, Performance Ring on Twitter because uh, it it brings up some pretty dodgy things. It leads you um, down a rabbit hole that you'd rather not enter. It does. Yes. However... I am performing via Skype on... Oh, I, I've got you. I've got you, Sus. Well, your voice isn't anything like what I imagined it to be. OK. I went silent for a couple of seconds then because I'm trying to imagine how Ian Lee would imagine my voice to be well, connected to my name. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's an impossible like, thing for I you. Told you. Or is that for a, a different phone in? I thought your voice would be higher... And less. I thought it'd be higher and less earthy. Less earthy. Well, I am pagan, so I guess earthy is. Yeah. Yeah. I expect it to be less earthy. Okay, less earthy. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can do a squeaky voice with the poem that I'm about to recite to you. Okay. No, don't do a squeaky voice. And now listen. Yeah. How long have you been listening to me for? How long have I been listening to you for? 
I've followed you for a very, very long time. Um, hence the reason I did the whole get James Whale to ring Ian Lee thing. Called James Whale Show on Talk Spot <sighs> Radio. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, if you've been Wales listening... Fargo was one of my favourite bits on Red Rose. It was Red Rose, wasn't it? I'm not getting my facts mixed up. I wasn't on Red Rose. No, James Whale was. Oh, I don't know. Um, it was Red Rose and Radio Air. James Whale was um, the James Whale radio show, which went to TV, did the whole Whale Fargo You are old. Oh, I'm very... I'm 43 years old. <laughs> Shut up. Because, right, while I'm looking... I'm thrilled at your performance, uh, 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 performance ring. Yes. I don't normally... Allow poetry on the radio. Is there a reason for that? Do you have a bias against poetry? Yeah. The spoken word? On the radio I do, yeah. On the radio, in in a live environment, yeah, that's fine, I can dig that. In in the written form, that's good, I can can dig that. There's just something, and I'm not, listen, this is not a done deal yet, G. This, This can go either way. This is, we are... Um, we are engaging in negotiations now. So I'm bartering for my... Um, your freedom. You're, you're bartering for your artistic freedom. <laughs> I've done that quite a few times. <laughs> Listen, man, haven't we all? <laughs> um, um, I just... I've got, I've got a, a prejudice in my head, right? And I'm going to tell you what the prejudice is, because prejudice... Is often, you know, the racial prejudice and sexual prejudice is is often um, you, you can't explain it. It's a, it's you know, it, it, yes. there's no reason for it. There's no it's logical there reason for it. It yeah. inhabits your body, and you have no explanation for so, it. So this is the prejudice I have against it, right? Right. P- against poetry itself. No, no, no. Against poetry on the radio. And that's that. It's, that's the specific oh, right, thing. Okay. That's the specific thing, right? Because I'm not against poetry at all. I love poetry, but to me. It reminds me of little old women phoning up Clive Bull, who is a radio presenter on another radio station. And, of course. Uh, a, a wonderful, wonderful human being. Not that I've ever listened to Clive Bull at all, Thank ever, you. in my whole Correct life. Correct answer. I only listen to Ian Lee. All right, now you're getting weird. And um, then phoning up Clive, I've just written a little poem. Could I read it to you, please? And it goes on for about eight minutes... And it's awful. It's awful. The poem that I am about to recite, if you would accept my recital, These are negotiations. would last about 38 seconds. Right, now here's the thing. I, another thing, I, problem I have with it is, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond after a poem. You're never meant to respond after a poem. Is it like a, ch- a, a reading from the Bible in assembly? We once got told off by Mrs. Payne, the headmistress, because we applauded a Bible reading, and she no, went... No, no, you never applaud no. poetry. No, n- you never. You never applaud poetry. Poetry okay. is spoken word. Yeah. It's spoken from the heart. It's spoken from the soul. From a little black book sometimes. Silence is the best applause a poet could ever ever get. Okay, well then you're going to get... means it's spoken to them and the image of the poem is portrayed into the mind's eye and... Well, maybe they've not understood it. It technically means you've listened. You don't listen to poetry, you feel 
poetry. Or it might mean that they've misunderstood it, or they don't know that it's finished. It could, but then that gets a little bit awkward when you're halfway through the poem and people start applauding you. I always pride myself. You know sometimes it like class- I'm hoping doesn't happen on performance ring, by the way. Well, don't worry about that. It'll be on, <laughs> it'll be on Skype. No, no. I, I pride myself on um, two th- three things with my applause, right? One- my applause is very, very loud and distinct. People, you can listen to a recording of an audience, you'd be able to spot my applause. Two, I, nine times out of ten, I'm the last person to finish clapping. So mine will be the last clap you'll hear. But, but his... does that not then mean that you are the, the last person to absorb what's just happened? No, 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 no. And here's the, here's the thing, right? You know, sometimes after a classical performance or like a pretentious play where you don't actually know it's finished and you're supposed to start building. Yeah. (laughs) I, in those situations, I'm the first person to break ranks and start applauding. And I've never got it wrong. I've never applauded when it's like they've they've not finished, it's just a breather and the lights have gone to black. I've never done that. Some people do, not me. I know exactly when that performance is finished. I studied performing arts for three years, guys. I speak a dear language. I know when that performance is finished and the whole audience is nervous going, do we applaud? Do we applaud? I'm in there. I'm in there and I'm leading it. Oh, there's a distinct applause. Oh, I recognise that clap. That's Ian Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's finished. Everyone's dying off, dying off. I've got another three in me. I've finished now. That's applause. Well, Gee. The only thing I can say to that is you are very astute. Thank you. Let's hear your poem. And you understand when a performance has reached its crescendo. Thank you very much indeed. Um, go on, give us your poem. You drink a brandy, honey. I will drink gin. Show me your money, baby. I will show you how to sin. Don't ask me questions, sweetheart. I will tell no lies. Just leave me by the morning, lover, with tears still in your eyes. Please don't applaud right now. Thanks for calling, G. Bye-bye. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and after On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Trying to organise an interview with a band (laughs) in America, and they nearly all go... Isn't it funny? The bigger the star, the smoother it is. (laughs) The smaller the star... The, the bigger the problems are and, the, you know, the bigger the ego of the people that we're dealing with. Not necessarily the act. The act would be lovely. I'm sure they'd be absolutely delightful if we ever get to speak to them. Uh, come on, guys. Do you know what? I mean, come on. It was easier to get Mike Love from the Beach Boys on. Than, and I'm not going to say who until it either falls through or, you know, maybe after it happens, if it happens. Um... We'll, um, we'll see, but we're not going to uh, indulge them. 0844 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. John Lydon's coming up very, very soon. Um, in the meantime, I'm trying... Oh, this was... Um, 
Now, this is exciting. They're only doing it for a one-off, right? Nostalgia is uh, all the rage at the moment, isn't it? They're bringing back for one show only. World of sport, wrestling, proper, proper wrestling. None of your um, Hulk Hogan's and um, your um, British Bulldog. None of that rubbish. Proper wrestling. Won't be Giant Haystacks and, and Big Daddy because I think they're both dead. Hold on to your handbag, Grandma. Wrestling is coming back to our TV screens. I'm in. The show that attracted millions of viewers between 1965 and 1985 is being resurrected by ITV for a one-off two-hour special. It was a really weird programme. So 1985, so I was 12 when it stopped. I think I got bored of it a couple of years before. But you've got to remember, in those days, there were only three channels. And sometimes, you know, in the afternoon, the channels would switch off. They'd switch off. And you get up... If you got up too early in the morning, TV didn't start until nine o'clock, I think. That's how old I am. I remember before TVM and Good Morning Britain. And we'd come downstairs and we'd watch the snow on the telly. Me and my sister, we'd sit there and watch the snow on the telly because there was no programme. And then they'd show... Um, on ITV, they'd show a blue test card for the IBA, the Independent Broadcasting Association. It was blue with like a sort of... Not quite a diamond shape. Maybe a rhomboid in the middle and like a, the IBA logo. We'd sit there and watch that for for hours. Three channels. And they'd stop it, and they'd turn off at night. 10.30 at night, the channels would stop. Play the na- I'm old enough to remember them playing the national anthem. And then it go boom, and it would go into the dot. So we would watch any old crap then. You, talk, you know, you talk about all these shows that got 20, 25 million viewers. It's because there was nothing else on, literally. Um, at its peak... 18 million, 18 million, watched fan favourites Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks in a 1981 grapple at Wembley Arena. Well, I know what I'm looking for on YouTube tomorrow afternoon. The pair were household names, as was commentator and host Kent Walton who often pointed out elderly ladies in ringside seats getting so worked up they would hit competitors with their handbags. They would. They'd bash... If the bad guy fell out of the ring, the old women would get their bags out and hit them over the head with it. Wonderful! While men were out at football matches or the pub, many women were at home watching the big names, such as Kendo Nagasaki... Mick McManus and Jackie Palo, Jackie Palo, knock seven bells out of each other, yet somehow emerge unscathed. Even the Queen and Margaret Thatcher were said to be fans and t- tuned in for their weekly fix of three falls or a submission. World of Sport Wrestling to be aired over the festive system. That, was his, that means Christmas. We'll see some of the UK's top names in the sport compete in what's described as 
A fun-filled afternoon of family sports entertainment. It will include single bouts as well as tag teams and eliminations with commentary by Jim Ross. Wrestling star El Ligero said he was... Now, here we go. I don't know any of these people. I suppose all the people I know are dead. Um, said he was extremely proud to be involved alongside the East End butcher, Shah Samuels, and female wrestler, Viper Kimberly Benson. Fans praised the news, with Tony Bainbridge, who? Posting on Twitter, oh no, they've only gone and got the comment from people on Twitter. They couldn't be bothered to find like a, a wrestling page on Facebook and... Just say, can we just get a couple of quotes from you guys? Can we, does anyone mind if we just spend ten minutes phoning you up just to ask you your thoughts on this show? Couldn't even be bothered to do that. Would you, though? If you could get away with just typing in ITV Wrestling in the Twitter search thing, um, y- you'd do that, wouldn't you? Of course you would. You're all lazy. Hey, there it is. There's the IBA logo. Look at that. I'm going to retweet that. Oh, I've got a little tingle in my um, little tingle in my arm there. It's just reminded me of my my, my me and my sister in our pajamas, waiting for the telly to start. The um, uh, oh yeah, fans praised the news with Tony Bainbridge posting on Twitter. Fantastic news! Top British talent, Joey Hayes said. The talent on the ITV World of Sport are all top class and deserve it. Good news. I'm totally watching that. Oh, but then it says, Voice of the Mirror, page eight. So the Mirror is going to give its opinion on this. I wonder what they're going to say. It won't be as good as what they would say in the sun. Rest is the, the Voice of the Mirror. Wrestling is like no other sport, and the return of grappling throws and takedowns to ITV will be a m- sport. Will be a moment to savour the greats of the canvas. Sales of cardigans and oh, it's a jo- they do a joke. I see. Sales of cardigans and handbags packing a haymaker punch will soar as otherwise polite little old ladies prepare for front row combat. I wonder if anyone goes to see the wrestling anymore. You know it. it, it it can't be anywhere near as big as it used to be. Obviously, it's not as big as it used to be. I wonder if people still go to... Where do they show... And I don't mean the American wrestling, because the American wrestling is different. It's a completely different thing. It's much more theatrical and slick. And I hope that this world of sport thing um, won't be too Americanized. It will still be a little bit pony. We want it to be a little bit pony, if at all possible. You know, nice and, and, and low rent. That's how we want these things to be. 0844 499 I'm Ian Lee. John Lydon coming up. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0844 499 is the... Um, telephone number if you want to give us a call although John Lydon's coming up very soon and Ellie's going to type my out times on the screen thank you very much indeed the woman you may have heard this did you hear this story about the woman who died? no 
Which one? The woman who invented... The woman who invented something that you'll have used... I'll have used... You'll have used them three times in your life. I'll have used them three times in my life. Three periods in my life. Although, actually, I might have only used them at two periods in my life. Right. You'll have used them three periods in your life. I may have... I think I may have... I'll have to check with my mum. But I think I've only used them in two periods in my life. What did she invent? She died. What did she invent? I don't know. Nappies? Yeah, disposable nappies. Why would I have done them? Th- oh, yeah. She got two kids and you would have worn them as well. I don't think I wore disposable nappies. I didn't I- wear disposable nappies. Did you not? No, 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 no. Did no. your mum boil them? Yeah, and there was Aye. one famous story in our household Uh-oh. where my dad threw the poo and the nappy liner into the fire, filling the house with a delicious Aye. aroma of baby poo. That might be why you're so short. Could have stunted your growth. What? Toxic fecal fumes yeah. fanning the flames of um, midgetry. Yeah, yeah. No, so, so yeah, I, I was a, a Terry Towling girl. So it could be said this woman, a, a, a pioneer has died. Mm. could also be said that someone who's done more harm the environment, yeah. to the planet than China has died. The amount of landfill... And because um, they're, they, they're non-biodegradable, guys, that this woman has created. Do you believe that? Do I believe what? They're non-biodegradable. Mm. Poo and wee doesn't get through them. So, yeah, I believe that, of course. Of course they're, non- course they're non-biodegradable. Well, they used to say that about Tesco carrier bags, didn't they, right? They don't biodegrade. Oh, yes, they do. They do now because no. they're made of something different. No, let me tell you something. When I first had my own flat, yes. so this was in the... 70s. No, about 60s. 2003. Yeah. I had in my kitchen, as most right-minded people are, yeah. do, I had a carrier bag, a big one, with lots of other carrier bags inside it. Yeah. Oh, this your scientific evidence is your carrier bag, carrier bag? Wait. Flipping it. One afternoon, I reached into the carrier bag to try and extract one to go shopping with, right? Yeah. Or to use as a bin bag. Yeah. They had all crumbled to nothing. I thought I had a mouse. No, they just do. No, they don't. Yeah, it did. Well, they don't. You had a mouse. No, I didn't have a mouse. It happened. They were just crumbling away. Explain that, scientists. (laughs) Well, because you had... It was a lie. The British mother who invented the disposable nappy has died at the age of 94. As a young housewife in the 1940s, Valerie Hunter-Gordon was fed up with washing paper, endless towel nappies covered in cack. Desperate for an alternative, with a third child on the way, the army officer's wife was amazed to find nobody had invented a throwaway version. So, using all her wartime resourcefulness, the 24-year-old began fashioning her first two-part prototype using her Singer sewing machine. And so, the paddy was born. Oh, Her idea transformed the lives of mothers and fathers everywhere, and last night tributes were paid to the Highland inventor who passed away peacefully in her home in Bewley, Inverness Shire on Sunday. Now, I don't know where Bewley is, I don't know where Inverness Shire is, but I want to live there. Inverness is the place where they speak the clearest and most precise English in the world. Is it not in Scotland? Yeah. Well, then how is that possible? Because they say why. 
and white. Oh, I so, so I speak. I mm-hmm. bet they, do they say vehicle? I don't know, but they should. I wonder why. I, I say that I pronounce the H's, and yet you tell me off sometimes for pronouncing well, it's the H's. You, it makes you sound like a Wally. You're not from Inverness. Why are you doing that? Where's that place where they speak um, 18th century English? There's a place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a place. It's an island. And um, they still speak... Well, I've I've spoilt the story already by saying it. Mm. 18th century English. That is a true story. I'm, I'm sure it is. That is true. Where is that, guys? Someone will know. Nope, no one's sending me a psychic message. It'll take a while. They're just scribbling it down with a quill. What oh, was that? That was my um, throat gurgling. Little windy pops there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much tea. How did you find John Lydon? I uh, liked him. He was nice, wasn't he? Yeah. He was I know we were both a bit nervous. Yeah, really nervous. You know when you think someone's going to... Um, Either make things, I don't know, might make things a bit difficult because they're mischievous. Yeah. So I was ready for that, but it wasn't. He was just like a nice fella. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He played the, um... Oh, yeah, look, there's some, um, um... Cole is off to see a bit of wrestling in Sheffield. Good for you, mate. Sweet. Um, result. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was expecting trouble. And yet, it's funny enough, because I... I I said he, he he'd done lots of interviews with various local newspapers, and I'd been in touch with a couple of the reporters, just saying, "Oh, how did you get?" I, cu- I couldn't find an in for for Leiden, and 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 one guy whose name escapes me was really really helpful. He said, "Well, this is his agent, this is his manager, this is his US." And he was, and I, and I said, oh, "Thanks a lot. I'm really nervous." And he went, "Oh, don't be. He's a pussycat. You, you ask him a question, and he'll he'll keep talking." Now I didn't find that. I found it quite. He wasn't as verbose as I was expecting mm. him to be. Some of the answers were a little bit short. I think he was smoking. Yeah. So there was that going on. I also think he had a bit of trouble hearing you. I think he's deaf. Mm. As you would be if you'd, you know, been at the front of the Sex Pistols and Pill for all those years. You know, I think he is a bit deaf. Um, but... He sounded older than I thought as well. I know he's like sixty, but he sounded a lot older than I was expecting him. I've not heard. I've not. I've read a lot of interviews with him recently. I've not heard a recent interview. So, but boy, oh boy, there are some people um, with their voices. You, you just know instantly who it is on the other end of the line. There was no mis- no mistaking that we were speaking to John Lydon, and he is this kind of pantomime villain that's been built up over the years as um you know being this what is it enfant terrible you yeah. know just this 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 kind of person who would literally and metaphorically stick two fingers up at everything um character it was a character wasn't it yeah i thought he was funny he was charming it, it take listen to it we're going to play it in a minute right uh we'll have a break and then we'll play it I felt it took it took a few minutes to warm up for me to warm up and for him to warm up and for me to I was trying to chip in and he he couldn't hear me very well and um, it 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 takes a little while I thought for it to get going but I am proud that a we got him on you know talk radio brilliant you got on 
the two of you. We got on. You shocked him. I, I, yes, I did shock him. He, he laughed with shock at something I said. I didn't think that would happen. You have bleeped it, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. And I've double checked. Um, we didn't mention punk. We didn't mention the name Sex Pistols, although he. I think he says pistols. Does he? Okay, yeah. he does. Um, he mentioned Johnny Rotten. Didn't talk about Sid Vicious. Um, and the, the, the brief, you know, the conversation kind of went over the pistols. It, it moved away from it very, very quickly, you know. And it's the 40th anniversary of punk, you know. Um, so everybody will have been wanting to get at him about 40 years. Well, it's 40th but, anniversary. but it was a blink of the eye, wasn't it, punk? Yeah. It was a journey yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere else. What was it, two years? It, even if, that. if that, if that, and most of it, let's be honest, guys, was rubbish. Yeah, um, but that was the point of it. It was homemade music, wasn't it? It was exactly. Thank you. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um. So tomorrow night show, tonight show, as it will be, but I, I just say tomorrow night show. Um, we have got um, the gentleman coming on to talk about uh, Max Spears. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm really interested. I'm going to do a little bit of research today and, and, and try and read up. Lots of different bits and pieces, and um, uh, we'll see how that goes. But coming up next, uh, an interview. Did we do this last week? Week before? Yeah, last, uh, week? last week, yeah. Uh, John Lydon, who, uh, of course, Pistol and um, Public Image Limited, they are re releasing, I think, the first two Public Image Limited albums in like box sets. There's four CD box sets Metal Box, and um, I think the other one's, it's the second one's just called Album, I think, in that crazy kind of way. Uh, and they're also doing some, some tour dates in November. Um, and I just thought, wouldn't it be nice to get John Lydon on the show? And I didn't really think we'd pull it off, but we did. And he was a charmer. Here it is. Hello, John. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello, mate. Unfortunately. It's... Hey, come on, you cheeky git. <laughs> Blimey. Good morning, afternoon and evening to you and all. Good evening <laughs> to you, boss. How are you doing? You are right. Yeah, it lives. Uh, it, listen, it's such a thrill to talk to you. I was, me and my producer, Catherine, were wondering, how did you end up living in the states because you to me you're so quintessentially english that it just seems odd that you're you, you live in america how did that happen well if i'm quintessentially english that's not bad for a a, a bloke of irish inheritance <laughs> that's true fair, fair play fair play uh, you know it's all part and parcel of, of what i've always said i view myself as an international human being and uh, I don't like national pride too much because it, it creates tensions between us, and it's a division. One world, thank you. Bob Marley was right about that. No, how'd I end up in America? Well, yeah. I, had, I had all these endless police raids, and then that's, of course they'd find nothing, but I knew sooner or later something would be like, you know, rubber planted on me. And so uh, I just decided to just get up and go. The whole band, we couldn't get any gigs in England. There's, there's every, everywhere we were banned or there was like some law thrown at us so off we went to new york rented a cheap loft and from there on in i, I decided that that was the better place for me how are you finding it now john because you know obviously we're watching it all through the lens of of the the presidential race you, you you're a fan of uh, trump's well, I'm not a fan of media gossip. Yeah. It's kind of like that's what the world he's now dragged us into. Uh, I mean, it's highly entertaining, I've got to say. I mean, it's riveting viewing. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then politicians are normally just extremely boring. So there's a different, like, uh, 
a sharpening of the blade, shall we say. But no, it's, 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 it's downscale for me. Uh, poison. This will be the first time I'll be allowed to vote in America. And, well, I'm hardly spoiled for choice, <laughs> am I? Are you, are you, are you going to vote? Are you going to use it? Oh, yeah, yeah. If it arrives in the post, I mean, I've made me application. Uh-huh. John, am I allowed to ask who, or is that private? Well, I think it obviously won't be a businessman. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, you pick your choices and all that, but yeah. I think if you're going to go from a from a politician, a career politician, to a businessman, that's, that's, that's a leap in the dark the wrong way. Uh, John, listen, we, we, we got you on because there's, there's two things happening with you. Public Image Limited. You've got the reissue of, um, yep. is it Metal Box and Album? Yeah, it is. It's both of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, both of them, yeah. Um, with, with all four CD box sets, four LP box sets. Um, do you like looking back? Do you like going through the old stuff and, 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 and... Well, I do. I do when the offer's presented by larger labels. They, they, they'll they'll uh, put that out for us. Yeah, yeah, we like that very much. It's a... Those are two very value, valuable albums to me. They're both extremely different in their approach, but they, they show that I'm always ahead of the curve. Should we put it that way? I think you are, and I think it's taken a while for, for a lot of people to recognise that. Metal Box is, is, is kind of legendary. Why, why is it so important for you, do you think? Uh, it was a, sh- a complete shift of direction from what people knew from me and the Pistols. And, and for me, that's very important because the subject matter changes. And therefore, the music must be appropriate to that. Words and music, that's, that, that's how it works. Yeah. You can't have one without the other, and it would be inaccurate to be uh, reigning into this territory with, with uh, old traditional sounds. And so we create, we created our own landscape, and indeed I've done that ever since with Pill. Do you get frustrated that, um, t- to a lot of people, Pill, you know, been going for years and years and recorded some amazing albums and some amazing singles as well, that it kind of gets a bit overlooked with, you know, other bits of your history? Uh, I'm not disappointed in that. <laughs> I mean, I walked away from that, that showbiz stardom thing very, very uh, obviously, and I've kept myself out of that. I don't, I don't have a huge publicity machine behind me to promote me, and, and, and I don't want that. As Pill, I'm a member. Our audience knows that. We take what we do very seriously. We work very hard to create these sounds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you do. I know, I know you put a lot of work into it, and it's, you know, it's, it's a group effort. You say you walked away from the publicity machine. You, of course, did um, I'm a Celebrity. Well, it won't leave me alone, will it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, what do they call that? An inconvenient truth. Well, that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Getting all that free. But people love you. You know, it's weird how you went from, you know, kind of being a figure of hate to a lot of people in the 70s. Yeah. First time people ever got to really see me properly was on uh, the I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. Uh, that's how I really am in my, in my real life. And, uh, and and you're exposed there with cameras on you 24 hours a day. And if, if you're horrible, it's going to show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and you came across as charming and delightful and... Survivor, you see. Yeah. That's it. You, any situation, I'll make the best of it. That's how I am. And also, kudos for calling Ant and Deck. What did you call them? A pair of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I meant it to anyone who was voting for me to stay in there. <laughs> it was a wonderful you know, moment. 
It was a, it was a case of enough all right already. <laughs> there was a problem with with uh, the the celebrity people. They wouldn't tell me that my wife had arrived. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and you know we were booked on that Lockerbie flight. Yeah. And ever since then, we have to know when each other arrives safely. And and they knew that before I went in, and and just would deny me that that one little bit of a sentence, like oh one word, yes, that's all I needed, and that drove me crazy, and that stirred in my head, and I just thought this is useless to me, and, and you know I'm not, I'm not going to let people use my my uh, my anxiety to make money off me, so bugger them, and off I went. Does does that haunt you that you were booked to go on the flight that we we now refer to as Lockerbie? Does that still bother you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I could have been blown out of the sky for no clear-cut, obviously useful reason, mm. other than religious hatred or, or, or whatever the reasons terrorists are what they are. It's uh, anyone or anything that wants to kill another human being, for me, has no cause mm. anymore at all. Mm. And so the pacifist in me is infuriated. So there you go. Anger is an energy. So I use that energy positively. Don't turn to guns, because my words are my bullets. Uh, th- th- I've got to say, I've read, I, I've, I've read Anger is an Energy, the, 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 the one of, is it, I think it's the third autobiography. It's a cracking read, John. Good on you. It's a good read. You've got some live dates as well coming up. You've got, um, uh, yeah. uh, we've got Salisbury, these are all in November, Salisbury, Leamington Spa, Birmingham, Leicester. Um, do you like performing live? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I do. I, I do. And the smaller the venue, the better, the more intimate it becomes. Uh, for me, it's always like making eyeball contact with people, that I know what, what I'm doing is getting through to them. And indeed, you can, you can read people's eyes, and, and they're feeding you information, and that, that, that alters the songs and the way they're delivered, too. So it's a, it's a sharing evening had by all. <laughs> it's religion without the God. <laughs> Have you always enjoyed it? Were you always confident on stage? Um, no, not when I first started. Very nervous and, and still am before I go on. But now I'm eager to get on yeah. rather than looking for an excuse not to. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a frightening thing. I mean, I was bunged in there at the deep end. We became very successful very quickly. And it got too out of control. And so it's, that's a hard lot of pressure to have to deal with. And indeed, many people I've worked with over the years have, have fallen by the wayside because of, of drug abuse. Yeah. And so, boo hiss. I'm very angry that, they, that I allowed my friends to be so silly to themselves. Do you, but you, but you, you know, you, for me, for me, there's a big difference between recreational and, yeah. and creating. Creating, they're very serious difference, and, and the two don't tally well. What you have to learn to do, and any band out there, I think, learns this if they're worth their weight in gold, is that you enjoy the stress. You you, you begin to see that as your friend. I've got to ask John, what was um, what was Judge Judy like? Gorgeous. <laughs> I was watching the telly one afternoon and it popped up and went, oh, blimey, this is brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I know. I've, re- I've read in, uh, certain bad journalists have said it was a fake case. It was a real case. It's, it's just bizarre that the, uh, the accuser decided to, he wanted it uh, <laughs> taken to a TV judge. Well, there you go. You have to deal with it in exactly the same way. And, uh, and lo and behold, 
I am innocent. I've been telling you all this for years. <laughs> it was a wonderful bit of television. It was two worlds colliding, and you stood there just looking like a very naughty schoolboy. It was, it was fantastic. Well, I am, because I have this natural disrespect for authority, but at the same time, I have this wonderful love of my own freedom. <laughs> and I don't like to be accused wrongly, not by anybody, for yeah. anything. I'm, I'm the kind, I, I'll stand there and I'll fight for my right. Uh, John, famously, you, um, in the 70s, you were kind of hinting at, at, at Jimmy Savile and what Jimmy Savile was up to. Yeah, See, I think all, all us kids knew that. It was, we it was a rumour. What was going on at the BBC, it was frightening. It was a rumour going around, wasn't it, in playgrounds and things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the worst rumour of it, of it all at the time was his uh, his penchant for dead bodies. <laughs> yes, now, now, see, yeah, I've heard this. This isn't, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it strange? And you, you kind of, you know, well, you can call these childhood uh, rumours, but uh, children seem to get to the truth a lot quicker than adults. Just no one listens to us. And I mean, I grew up with priests, you know, being a nightmare for me, yeah. and, and everybody else I knew at school. And so, you know, we were always on the defensive with that, with the, the, the adult world. And how your parents could so easily hand you over and, and let these, these adults be in charge of you and what it was that was going on in their heads. You're one of the adults now, John. How, how, do you, how, do you, how does that sit with you now? Mm. Very well. Because I've learnt from my youth, and I and I share those experiences. Yeah, I talk openly and honestly, and uh, and I hope that that has a positive effect on on the youth of the future. There was talk of a film coming out about you. Is is that happening, or is that stalled? Oh, that was years back. Uh, there is a documentary now, but the film idea just got out of hand. Hollywood started to poke into it, and altered the, the subject matter of it uh, to, to a ridiculous uh, generic kind of pop star love story thing it might you could have called it the david cassidy show <laughs> it, it was so far removed from reality <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and i'm i'm johnny bleeding rotten not jason and his technicolor dream coat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand how Hollywood would have a problem um, getting that across. Inventing characters that didn't exist, you know, because of, because of the requirement of cliches. Well, I, I'm sorry, but my life, I don't have enough cliches to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, does, for shame. What does the future hold? What, what else you got lined up? You've got these, these um, uh, re-releases, well, you've got the live dates. coming out. There's got- a documentary coming out soon. Uh, and, I mean, that's based on the last five to seven years of, of our work. You know, once we got our own record label together and got out of the claws and clutches of uh, corporate business... Uh, Things have been on the up and up for us. It's the first time in my life I've been able to keep a band together for longer than one album. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's historical, and, and it may well be coincidental, but sometimes I like them coincidences very much. And, John, finally, do you, do you know that people love you over here now? I genuinely don't see why not, and I don't mean that as a, in a big no. kind of way, but I've, I've never done anything to harm anyone. It's always been my way of looking after problem children before the pistols to looking after problem children with the pistols <laughs> <laughs> and looking after problem adults and children with pills. Yeah.
when I, when I said you were coming on, we just had so many texts and tweets and stuff, just full of affection for you. I'm, I'm, I'm very keen to this and aware of it, because our audiences relate that warmth. Yeah. That's, uh, what I meant earlier when I said it, we're like uh, uh, a church without the religion. That's, that's exactly what it is. Good. It's, 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 it's the church of empathy. You know, and respect for each other, and there isn't too much of that, really, in the pop world. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Well, it, because the concept originated from the hippies, and uh, really, I mean, what peace, love, and understanding did they have but wealthy parents? <laughs> that they let them behave spoiled, and they didn't share anything, not with us working-class kids. Yeah. They were an alien breed to us. Very much like it was a north and south divide also at the time. And mm. I think uh, over the years I've managed to break down those barriers and see them now for, for contempt. And now you can approach things like uh, open honesty and integrity and empathy. Yes, and use the word love and mean it. Mm. Rather than it be a vacuous Woodstock statement. John, it's, it's, it's such a thrill to speak to you, man. I really appreciate your time, and, and best of luck with, with the re-releases and, and the shows. I'm sure they'll be brilliant success. Thank you, mate. Good on you, mate. The road rise, the enemies always be behind you. May they scatter, flatter, batter and shatter. I love you, John. Thank you, mate. Cheers. <laughs> I love me too. <laughs> talk radio. Digital debate for the UK. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking.